Welcome right, to episode 32 no. of the Playthrough Podcast. <laughs> Here we are again, eh? Playing up, acting the fools, usual crew, Jim Middleton. <laughs> Hello. The ringleader there, Jim, in the corner. Ringleader. Big spot on Just your head. Big spot, so you can't really see it. The, the light's <laughs> sort of bouncing off my head a little bit tonight. Slice finger. Yeah, slice thumb. Slice, uh, burnt thumb as well. In the wars. We've got disabled Andy. Good evening. In the corner. Yeah, <laughs> as much as ever. Back from Iceland. <laughs> and Mads, not disabled. It was all Jim. Jim's fault. I, I was just following along. You're in the naughty corner, all three of you. The <laughs> same one. No social distancing going on there. You're all over there. <laughs> how are we, gentlemen? Mads, how are you? Been up to anything good? Got your Steam Deck, yeah? No, no, but I saw one of our listeners actually had uh, noticed that his his has been shipped. I wonder which model yeah. he went for. Um, so I'm still waiting. 56. So that's the middle one, right? Okay, so yeah. I'm waiting for the, the largest one. I'm really looking forward to it, especially after seeing that the MU deck. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it looks uh, so good. Piece of software. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. No, but so, I'm fine, mate. The only thing I've been up to gaming-wise is playing our game club game on Retro Asylum, so WHB, which is great fun. Really good game. So uh, Ah, yeah, so good. Yeah, I, How? I blasted through that in, in no time because uh, I just couldn't put it down. How are you doing dealing with the controls? Because I had a little blast with it, and I'm, I'm struggling with the controls. So a lot of people talked about that. I, I think my brain just works... That way with the isometric games, it's no problem at all. I played it with a joystick and I have no problem. Matt's brain is wonky. What? Yeah, okay. My, my brain is wonky. It's, it's my brain is slightly tilted. It seems. <laughs> no, it's 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 it, after you you've been playing it for thirty seconds, it, it's just second nature. That's that's how yeah. the, the controls are. So I was just playing it with a with a proper old school joystick. The uh, I was playing it emulated actually, so the USB competition pro, and that just works. Oh, weird. Maybe it's like, like you say, isometric games because I, I've always sucked at Cubit, so maybe it's yeah. <laughs> maybe it is something in it. <laughs> Don't that you do get used to it. I'm playing it on keyboard, and it, uh, yeah, first I reckon first kind of hour of playing it, I was really always struggling with the keys. But then you just stop thinking about it. Yeah, mm. and I'm using the default keybinds. And you did in the end. You find yourself whizzing around the levels without really thinking about it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm used to it. It's okay. a great game. That's a great puzzle. Really great puzzle with some some really good level design in there, and, and some not so good. It's a, a bit of a mixed bag because it was uh, designed by committee. The uh, the whole uh, the whole puzzle section, at least, uh, it was programmed by one guy, but the the level designs were by four or five different guys. Yeah, all from a forum, weren't they? Yeah, but it's really good. It's really good. Can Can you tell them which puzzles were designed by which people? Or no, 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 no it doesn't say. But yeah, so, some are clearly better than others. That like anything, right? In a puzzle game like that, mm. some levels are you you just think, ah, oh, that was really good. Others you think, well, that was was all right. Mm. Yeah, but, but there's there's, a, there's a lot of good little in mechanics there. in there, so it's not just tilting your block around as as you do in this uh, game. There's lots of different stuff to interact with, and uh, that that makes the puzzle solving more interesting. But uh, we'll go into detail on that very soon. Mm. Cool. So cool playing a modern specy game on. Yeah, we say this all the time in Retro Asylum, but playing a two thousand PS three era game on a nineteen eighty three, nineteen eighty two piece of well. 
depending on what version model of the spec you use. And <laughs> it could be a 1980s 48k game. Mm. So it could be a 1982 piece of kit. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's great. I mean, this is it's not even a retro game. It's it doesn't feel like a retro game. It feels like a a modern game in the, in the way it's designed. It's playthrough uh, territory it's good stuff. Playthrough territory, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what though? It's making me feel a bit of Baba is You though for us. Hmm. That's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I've only that played the first twenty levels of that, that, but that is great fun. Was that free yeah. in the humble bundle that we all bought? Was nice. Yep. I think okay. it was. Yeah. Cool. I think it was yeah. in the itch bundle actually, wasn't it? If you go like guys, it was the Ukraine that. one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I it, think there's I saw a it Ukraine uh, humble bundle and itch bundle. I, I bought both of them. Yeah. 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 I think I own it about seven times. <laughs> yeah. I was going through my humble uh, purchases recently. I found this script, Python script that you can run. This downloads yeah. everything you've ever bought that is downloadable because, of course, a lot of the stuff you buy on Humble Bundle is just a Steam key. But everything yeah. uh, that used to be uh, DRM-free and, and downloadable, I can't count the number of, um, of uh, Double Fine Adventure uh, licenses i have for example <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy how many times I've, I've bought that game and a lot of other games so many games that we'll never play ever yep yeah <laughs> i own way more games that i'll never play than i do that i'll actually this play and not even just digital games like if i look up there i'll never there's games on there on my shelf that yeah. i'll never even i'll never play good games as well good mm. games really good games yeah yeah you'll yeah. never play we need to live until we're 400 and then we might be able to play them all. <coughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Andy Gilmore? Besides cavorting in Iceland? Yes, no, that has been it, to be honest. It's actually been a relatively quiet couple of weeks <laughs> since the last recording. I have really just been playing Horizon and that's been it. Not from lack of gaming time, more my obsession with it than anything else. It's been, yeah. a, it's, yeah. it's been kind of exponential, my interest and enjoyment of this game. It was a wee bit of a slow start for me, but I don't know what it is, but over the last couple of play sessions, I, it's just ticking all my boxes these days. I absolutely love it. I have just find excuses to yeah. go up and do various bits and bobs. I had a wee bit of spare time, kind of did all the main quest stuff that we'll be talking about over the course of this recording. And so I just went back the last couple of afternoons and just been doing some mopping up more than anything else and just got off and doing all the little side quests. And I think it's always quite telling. Yeah. There's some games where you can definitely... It's just, and it's not to say that this isn't, but there's some games where it very much feels like filler, where you're going off and doing some of the collecting to try and 100% a game. It's just there to fill the time more than anything else, I think. But on this game, I'd say still is very enjoyable going off and doing some of the exploration because so far, at least, it's taken you off to areas of the map that I hadn't seen. We're obviously now, I think my tracker says I'm now I think 77% of the way through the game or something 76, Ooh, yeah I've not checked that for a little while so you're obviously mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. close to the end or certainly you know just about in the final fifth and there's areas on the map that I haven't been anywhere near yet that all these collectibles yeah. are taking me off so I've just been enjoying doing that I haven't had a chance or like I say I haven't really I've prioritised it over really anything I haven't got into Final Fantasy 1 on the community playthrough I don't know if that's for me to be Have honest you tried it not yet no just only well, because you how can you say you're not getting into it? You haven't tried <laughs> it because I, I went into Discord group and saw what people were saying about it, and I thought there's quite a few <laughs> quite a few opinions I respected. And I thought I'll just take their word for it. I will try and get around to it. I think maybe after this recording, when we yeah. kind of when we reset the recording clock on Horizon Zero Dawn, then I might be able mm. to get a wee bit done. But 
No, it's been good. I've been a good boy. No, you, no, you won't. Let, let's won't. face it. You're going to be back on Horizon, just like I am, at yep. the first opportunity you get. That's it. I feel I have to say just otherwise. Like yeah. But <laughs> I, I I've been very well behaved. There has been no new arrivals at the house this past couple of weeks, other than, actually, there was, that's a complete lie. Um, there was <laughs> just the uh, second book in the Horizon Zero Dawn graphic novel series that just arrived the other day. I didn't know there was another one. It I didn't just, know there was a second. It just came out, I think, uh, about... I think it was the 2nd of April or something that it came out. So, Ooh. yeah. But I haven't read the first one yet because, Matt, you said it's no. quite spoiler-rich. Is that right? Yeah, it spoils the first game. That's what my daughter said after flicking through it. She's read it. Okay. She says it's good. Oh, cool. When well, can we... Would you, Mads, would you ask her when we can read it? Because I am itching to read it, but I'm worried that it'll spoil stuff. So as far as I understood, you needed to be finished with the first game before you could okay. read it because right. on the very first page, there's stuff there that you're not supposed okay. to know. <laughs> All right, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So that's Straight so in. that's available now, is it, Andy? Yeah. Amazon? Yep, exactly that. Yep. Happy days. Compulsory purchase order has just been delivered to my front door. Indeed. I've signed off on it for you. You're good to go. Thank, thank you very much. That'll be purchased straight away after we finished. Yep. Good man. No Amiga Mini? Still tempted. We we're having this the, discussion. The 500? Yeah, and I know that obviously we're saying that it's very much, it's perfect for emulation and you would be able to get all of that stuff for free effectively. But like Jim and I were having this conversation, we're just suckers with something with a nice form factor, kind of an all-in-one yeah. package where it's something that can sit out as much as, I know for a fact that one of the things that's kind of kept me coming back to the mini consoles is the fact that there's kind of a physical element to it rather than just having access. I've got the same number of games on, say, my NES Mini or my SNES Mini as what I would do if you were just to emulate them. But there's something about it being on the physical or a physical console that just, for whatever reason, yeah. I, I find it more enjoyable playing on. Um, it's just got that wee yeah. bit more mm. authenticity to it, I think. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just more charming, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's something quite nice. But and Speaking of which, actually, on that note, I'm amazed. So we're now, what, 10 minutes into the podcast recording here? And it's obviously maybe not quite as relevant to this as to Retro Asylum. But neither of you have mentioned Monkey Island. Oh, it's coming. Okay, that's fine. I just <laughs> wanted to double check that, that this wasn't some parallel universe where Monkey Island doesn't exist or something. So that's fine. It, yeah, it didn't really happen. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Don't don't you worry about that's that. That's fine. I was I was getting concerned. <laughs> I still don't think it's real. Oh, <laughs> worried gracious. it's not. It's going to wake up and it's all just a dream. Yeah, it was a belated. You're April just going to wake up in the theme park and don't know what's happened. That's it. Yeah, that'll be it. And like the last tw- the last twenty thirty years just never happened. Yeah, yeah. You, you know it's going to be a free to play, don't you? And you will have to you have to watch adverts to mouth. get so wash to get so, to get so many clicks. Man. Get so many clicks right. a day for free, and then you have to watch adverts oh. to get more. Ron wouldn't do that to us. No, no. <laughs> what have you been up to, Jim? Anything exciting? Uh, yeah, I've been busy. Just having a look here. I say I bought um, Lego Star Wars. Played the first three levels oh, of that. It's getting it's getting really good reviews. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's I've heard it's quite good. Looks really nice, doesn't it? The it graphics does. are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm regretting. So I bought it on the Xbox, and then part I'm away next week, and part of me's thinking I wish I got it on the Switch so I could just take that it. Is that is a prime Switch that. game. That one. It is. Yeah. But it's then, massive. I won't, get, I won't have the achievements, will I? Does it do anything special or is it just like all the other Lego games? I mean, your new gameplay mechanics or... Yeah, so 
the like the the actual sort of story levels are, are still quite linear, although they are they do have sort of branching paths in them a mm-hmm. little bit. But then you've got these sort of big sort of open hub type levels as well within them, and there's all sorts to do in there absolutely loads you've got skill trees going here there and everywhere I've got sort of, in a lego game yeah i know yeah so i've like barely scratched the surface and then i realized the other day just i was just looking on the pa the playstation store that moss 2 had came out i think i messaged you yeah. didn't yeah. i message the group yeah. and i was like yeah did this come out so i absolutely love the first one so what i'm thinking now is i'm gonna put lego aside and uh i'm, I'm playing <laughs> moss 2 instead <laughs> just classic classic is this why you never finish anything? It is, yeah, yeah. It's why playthrough is essential for you. It is. I need. I need that. I need something like it because otherwise, I just drift from yeah. game to game. <laughs> I'm the exact same, Jim. This is it. This podcast has been the best thing ever for my completions. Shiny new thing comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, look. I love that. Yeah, so avoid that now. Un- Next. Un- unfinished games gathering dust on a shelf. The only thing I have been... So I've been tempted by two things. One is, which is ridiculous, is Elden Ring because I will never start that until I've played all the other Souls games, Soulsborne games because I'm silly. No, they're not in a series though, are they? <laughs> no, I know, but yeah, I'm just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like I need to experience how mechanically it's grown. <laughs> Stupid, isn't it? <laughs> I even feel stupid just saying it. And obviously Forbidden West, I've been thinking, I need to own that, even though I have no intention of playing it just yet. Mm. Well, do you know... This game I'm just obsessed obsessed with. Something I was thinking about was, if you've got any interest in it, is it might be worthwhile picking up a strategy guide for that now. Have you seen the price that the strategy guides go for on Zero Dawn? They're about... Yeah, but they're not the official ones, though, are they? Yeah, so, so have you seen how much... You can't buy the official one because it must have been such a short publication run. So to buy it new, you're looking at about £130, £140. No way. Really? Yeah, you can't, and, you and can't find them the, anywhere. that was the official one? The official one, yep. See, did I tell you about the strategy guide I bought from Amazon? No. So I bought, I bought this strategy guide thinking, like, it'll be good to be comprehensive, you know, with the pod and everything. So right at the start, when I bought the graphic novel, the first one, I bought this strategy guide. Do you know what it is? It's a print of the IGN wiki guide. <laughs> word word for word. Okay. But what, by IGN or? No. Completely uncredited. No. Who has typed out the IGN wiki guide, stuck it in a reasonably nice cover and is selling it. <laughs> That's ballsy, oh, that, isn't wow. it? How, how much was it? About eight quid. Okay. That's a good little. That's a good little profit for some copy and paste mm. time. Yeah, eight quid. Yeah. Cheap and it's cheap as chips. Like really cheap paper. Like it's like loo roll. It's like printed on loo roll. <laughs> Do you reckon they've just <laughs> gone through it and changed a few? Just changed a few little words here they and there. So even, <laughs> even no to the know. point. It's got the hyperlinks, so it's got the <laughs> links to at the IGN pages. But obviously, you can't click on them because it's paper. Mm. Yeah, nice. That Classic. is dreadful. terrible. Yeah. So, 
So the Forbidden West one then, so that presumably is just a regular price at the moment then. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to pick one up now so that I've got it for the future. Because I think this is a game that would really benefit from it. I wish it maybe... There's yeah, been a, I, I guess maybe partly joined I was just about to say, game. who wants a strategy guide for a modern game? I mean, they are so self-explanatory. There's no need for a strategy guide. What, what do you guys yeah, use Yeah, but you get for? really nice art and maps. Yeah, that, and I, that I understand. Do you know, I, I think understand. maybe some of the... In terms of maybe kind of like some of the loadouts and some of the... The different conf- weapons, some of the different um, inventory items, all like that like sort of modifications stuff. Yeah, there's, there's some, some of the mods you can only get in certain places, can't you? Yeah, there's and maybe like it's one of them. Basically, what to because it, you end up carrying a lot around. I'm always having to, oh, yeah. basically break stuff down into shards because my inventory is full. So yeah, just being mm. able to know what to prioritize, what not to prioritize, and I bet it's got probably some quite. I guess you could find it in YouTube videos or whatever as well. Maybe some yeah. quite good combat techniques and stuff, but I quite I just quite like reading things in a kind of all in one yeah. book. There's something quite nice, especially if it's, a, if it's the official one. There's something always quite nice about that. It's just another addition to have to the the game on the shelf. Yeah, I love the whole idea of having uh, an art book and some of the background story, but mm. the strategy guide aspect just doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, I'm also the kind of gamer that wouldn't actually. I'm not bothered with whether I have the best equipment. I have the equipment that works. So, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I? I like to look back on them. So I've got a Final Fantasy 15, a beauty of a, mm. the official strategy guide, hardback. It's really, really nice. And I like to every now and again, I'll just pick it up and just leaf through it, yeah. and it'll just remind me of the that makes sense. ninety odd hours I spent playing the game. Mm. Yeah. That's why I. That's yeah. where they're really good. Yeah. I didn't look at it while I was playing it, really. No, I had one for Final Fantasy VII. I bought at the time, and it's a game yeah. that I've now replayed. I guess half a dozen times, if not more, since I played it originally. And I, I didn't keep the book, unfortunately. I really miss it, just as much for that oh, nostalgia factor. Yeah. Just having something really nice. Mm. Thinking, you know, I, I would have sat down with that. Well, over twenty years ago plus, uh, I would have leafed through it, and it's just something quite nice about having them for the future, as you see. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. always look. The official ones always look nice, but yeah. do not buy the one that's about eight quid on Amazon. <laughs> that's just yeah. it. <laughs> well, it, I did because I was looking and seeing what the other options were. He saw, and I thought, oh, it's probably you know it might be comparable. It's just that much cheaper because it's not the official one. But uh, it says uh, I'll just go on the IGN website instead, so that's fine. I'm just looking down now. That's my Skyrim one. My official Skyrim. Look at the size oh, of that. That looks that looks amazing. That absolutely massive. Yeah. See, that's the way to do it. That looks really good. That's an official one, so it's probably worth... I'll sell it to you, Chris, for a, a grand. I'll have two. So I want to crack on, but we have to, We have to, of course, mention the big news of the week, which was the announcement of a new Monkey Island game, but not just... <laughs> not just a new Monkey Island game. A Monkey Island game. Written and directed by the one and only Ron Gilbert. Matt. And Dave Grossman. Dave Grossman's on Writing Juicies with music yep. by the dream team of Michael Lamb, Peter McConnell, and Clint Bajaki. Yeah, yeah. With art from Rex Crowell, mm-hmm. who obviously wasn't involved with the original games, but no. is the was the art director on Knights of Bikes. Oh yeah, and uh, it's such a nice art style. Tearaway. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you literally, Mads, did you ever think we would see a day nope. where nope. Ron Gilbert would direct. I think it's apparently game. they've been working on this for two years. Two years? How did they keep it quiet? I've got no idea. It's crazy. I, I had no idea this this was coming, and nobody did. It seems so. Uh, yeah. Has yeah. anything really, subsequently really come out about as to how it has come about? Because 
who was it that was saying? It was when we were recording our episode, weren't we? That they were saying that he'd obviously tried to buy the rights back. But how long ago yeah. was that? That was a few years back, was it? Years ago. Yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, some conversations yeah. have had you know taking place. But, but they haven't doors. bought the rights back, as as far as I understand. But they, they've right. licensed they, it. Uh, so so. Licensed it. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, be Disney is, by... is being a bit more lenient with those uh, rights these days. So there's uh, rumors of uh, a new Indiana Jones game coming out as well. Because mm. it's going to be published by Devolver Digital, isn't it? Yep, I think that's right. So they've obviously got the they've obviously the ones who have licensed it from Disney. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, like, really it's not LucasArts or anything then. Well, it, it's been developed by Lucasfilm Games. Okay. Yeah. Which is was caused a stare. Was it last year or two years ago when that they announced that Lucasfilm Games was coming back? Mm. We didn't really know what guys what it was going to do. Mm. Uh, they did tease in the, in the new indie game then, though, didn't they? When they yeah, announced Lucasfilm was coming back, mm. yeah, okay, yeah, we did. Remember the announcement was with the Indies Whip, mm. but it's the the trailer, the little announcer trailer. Ron Gilbert actually did announce it on the first of April yeah. on his blog. Bastard. Huh. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? But nobody took any notice because he just said, brilliant. I hate that tradition, but I'm going to do one. But he actually announced it. Mm. Barely anybody took any notice. Yeah. Do you think it was can it live up to the hype? Do you think Monday? are the expectations? Does it matter? It, it's one of those things for me. I I'll find it very difficult to judge it. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah, me too. Far too invested. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna love it regardless, I guess. And do you know what you're gonna find? You're gonna find a load of people who will hate it because it's not a 30 year old Monkey Island game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I would have taken anything set in that world. Anything. Yeah, yeah, me bring, too. Bring back, bring back Tia Tex and have them develop a Monkey Island game, and I'll probably still love it. <laughs> Anyone, mm. anything. True. No, I'm really oh, looking forward to it. The only thing that would would have made it perfect if is if they'd got the uh, gotten Tim Schafer on board as well, because of course he yeah. was a, an important part of the first two games as well, along with Ron and Dave. But I'm guessing I've he's busy checking. doing double fine. Exactly. I'm not surprised he's not involved, but I've been checking for reaction from him you know, on Twitter, yeah. looking at his Twitter feed, and he hasn't said anything yet. Oh, that's weird. It makes me wonder whether there's something... something. To, I hope not. I hope nothing's amiss there. Nah. But I'm not surprised so. he's not involved. He's got his own stuff going oh, on. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Dave Grossman's more of a pen for hire these days, isn't he, rather than having his own things to work on. Yeah, and the same with uh, Ron Gilbert. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything huge for years. He's just doing his own little stuff. So those two guys uh, have time, but uh, Tim is busy. Did Dave Grossman work on Thimbleweed Park? He didn't, did he? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. He worked on... uh, I'm pretty sure he was back working on the the remake of Day of the Tentacle, for example. He did work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he worked on... Uh, Imagine he didn't work on the original Brim Fandango, did he? So maybe he didn't work on that remaster. No, he did, didn't but he? It, Tim and Dave did uh, Dave and Dave the Tentacle together, didn't they? No, but did he... So Dave Grossman wasn't, didn't go back for the Grim Fandango remaster, oh, sorry. Though, did he? Sorry, I was thinking Dave the Tentacle. No, you're right. That was Tim Shaver's yeah. uh, solo project, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful, wonderful, amazing news mm. that we're getting a new Monkey Island game. I, I could, I could not believe it. I was on a train coming back from London from yeah. a work meeting, and I think I let out a little squeak yeah. when I, I read it. I, seriously, I mean, it's, it, it's quite, I felt quite emotional. I can this imagine. Is, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like that's not just for 
the recording in the sense that obviously Jim and I, when we think about how much you guys have talked about it long before there was even yeah, a, yeah. long before there was even a sniff that this might be a possibility, and so it was obviously when I thought obviously you two guys were the first two people I thought of. I thought that's amazing how obviously how chuffed you'll be. But the um, have you got? Cause I was thinking, have you got an equivalent, Jim, that you can think of that if you saw an announcement for you would literally just about explode with excitement? Ooh, a new Sega console. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think, but not an actual game or a game franchise. I can no, I can no, think of one off the top no. of my head that there hasn't been subsequent releases in. No, no, because there's been like there's been Zelda games, aren't there? There's mm. been yeah. Mario games, or all those, sort and there always will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think the the only one I thought of that comes even remotely close, which I absolutely loved as a franchise, was a, a, a new Star Fox game. I would absolutely love that. I loved mm. those games. I thought they were fantastic, but. That's not on the scale of what you guys will be feeling right now. Yeah, I couldn't. Think Did you play Zero? Yeah, I've got it on the Wii U. Yeah, I, I start started it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sta- <laughs> standard three or four hours, and onto something shiny must have come out. So that's all I've played yeah. of it. No, but in my office at work, I have Monkey Island posters of uh, well, the covers from one, two, and three huge posters saying, so everybody around work knows that I love Monkey Island. So when this was uh, announced and it was doing the rounds, I think I got emails and Teams messages from like <laughs> six, seven different colleagues that even people I don't talk to a lot on a day-to-day basis saying, hey, there's a new Monkey Island. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> what a cool thing. Yeah, it's lovely seeing the fact that the real fans' reaction as well. Some of the Facebook groups that I'm, I'm, I'm members of, you know, which I don't, I don't really post on, but it's just nice seeing you know, some of the reactions coming out. There. And some people are genuinely, really, really emotional about this stuff. Yeah, and yeah it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really happy that there's going to be a new Monkey Island game to play this year. Yeah, it seems yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Great Christmas present. I'm just very, very happy about it. I can't w- literally. Yeah, I can wait, <gasps> and I can wait. I've waited this long. We may be able to play it on a Steam Deck, Chris. Yeah, wow, that'd be cool. That wouldn't would it? be good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Or an Amiga? No, don't want to play it on an Amiga. <laughs> no interest in an Amiga, Chris. Mini. An Amiga. No, Chris. Let's not go there. <laughs> Mads likes to play Monkey Island 2 on an Amiga, don't you, Mads? No, no, I really don't. That's how I played it the first time around, but uh, no, that's an inferior version. We need to get back to Horizon. We do. <laughs> because otherwise, we, we could be here all night talking about Monkey Island. Uh, and that would be a fine thing to do, by the way. So but should we announce that we are, we are cancelling the, the, the program for playthrough for the foreseeable future just to play through all of the Monkey Island games now? We ought not to. Okay. <laughs> I tried to, to convince you guys to do this, but I, I, they were really weren't any takers. But, uh. but there was also there was, there was somebody I can't remember. There was one of the hosts that was telling us how there's so many good games out there that we don't need to bother with sequels. I can't remember who. See, was, yes, who was, who was <laughs> that? I, can't I, remember. Remember. I, I need to go. I need to go back to the messages and have a look. Yeah, it so, sounds like yeah. a weird thing to say. At least that, yeah. that doesn't apply to thought. Monkey Island. Everything else, but not Monkey Island. <laughs> yeah, there's a little asterisk <laughs> next to it. <laughs> The rules go out the window when it comes to Monkey Island. Yeah, no, that's fair enough.
So what are we going to cover tonight then? So what we are covering is the end of the Erend story arc, continuing from when we met him in uh, Meridian and he talked about what had happened to Ursa. So we're going to see that story arc through to a close and we're going to play, we're going to talk about the, the next mission in what I consider to be the main story arc which is the Grave Horde. So by the end, when we're done tonight, we'll have talked through the Grave Horde mission, which we've just discovered that Mads hasn't played. Because no, I'm actually terrible. thinking maybe we should just mention that right now for the listeners who have uh, been well-behaved, like me, and haven't played the Grave Horde, because that's not part of what the, our info on the Discord forum says that we're supposed to play. <laughs> we In the end of this episode, we'll be talking about the mission called the Grave Horde, so go play that now, and then come back. Yeah. So if you've not played to the end of the Eren story arc through to the end of the Sunshine Fall, then go away and play it. If you've not played Grave Horde, go away and play it. Yes. What we're going to do is we're going to tackle Fields of the Fallen and right through to the Sunshine Fall first, amongst interspersed with a bit of chat about other things, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Grave Horde towards the end. So there we go. There's your spoiler warnings. That's what you've got to watch out for or look forward to. Mance has decided he's going to allow us to spoil the Grey Horde for him, although there's not a lot to spoil. There isn't much happened. <laughs> but we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Riddles. Um, it, it's going to get good, but it's not quite happened yet, I feel. So where did we leave it? Mads, Mads nobly took the, took the reins last time. Does anybody want to have a crack at explaining where we were? By the end of Maker's End, Jim's looking up for it. No, I haven't got that in my notes. Mads always always does such a good been to Iceland. Mads always does such a good job of it that I think we should just make it standard that Mads does the recap. Mm. So what the where are we? Jim describes the Jim describes the tour next, and Mads talks about where we've been up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We what have we been up to? We give me dinosaurs. I'll I'll do dinosaurs. (laughs) We figure out what's actually going on, don't we? Yeah. Because uh, we uh, get up into that uh, huge tall building and uh, we find out who the guy talking in our uh, intercom is. He's uh, another guy who has one of those, uh, what do they call actually right now? The focus, right? Focus, yeah, focus. He's got a focus as well and he's a focus hacker. So he knows how to hack the focus network and listen in on other foci, I guess. <laughs> foci, nice. <yeah. laughs> and uh, we figure out that, oh, what's her name? Elizabeth. Sobek, Sobek, yes. Sobek, yeah. Sobek. So, so we are probably we will get into that. We are probably a clone of her in some way, um, but uh, she was called in to try and solve the problem with all of the robots that were supposed to be peacekeeping robots uh, and were robots that were built to be able to um, sustain themselves really and, and even replicate themselves to keep the peace. Uh, stopped being peacekeeping robots and turned on their uh, on their masters. So she was called in to analyze the situation because she was a brilliant researcher and uh, did a lot of work on robotics and AI, I think, or maybe AI in robots. And her analysis, we don't hear exactly what it is. We only hear that it's um, it's it's horrible and uh, there, yeah. there's no there's no way that uh, that we should do that, but but we have to do that. So, so I'm guessing we are. We are sacrificing uh, 99.9% of the human race with her plan because it's the only uh, viable plan right now and uh, hiding the others away. And yeah. I, I guess that's yeah. where we leave it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's the old uh, 
cure, cure is worse than the illness yeah. trope, isn't it? Mm. What we don't know is quite how bad or what what Project Zero Dawn entails. Yeah. We will find out. Of course you will, at some point. It may not be in this session like we thought it was, but we find out we will, mm. I'm sure. So let's pick up the story then. We're going to dive away from what I consider to be the main story arc of all that stuff that Mads has described. We pick up a story thread that we we picked up when we were in Olin's house in Meridian, mm. just before we left there when Eren had told us where Olin was. He also said, come on, you've been helping everybody else. Can you at least help me? I need to have some closure with Ursa. I need to... Uh, go and find who killed her and you and your focus can help me he says that if you remember back all the way which feels like a long time ago now but when we were in that house in meridian he said that he'd be at red ridge pass if uh, aloy would would come and help him so when we select the fields of the fallen mission we get the location marker in red ridge pass which is around the middle of the map like the um the kind of the sandy deserty area mm. around the middle of the map. Did you find yourself here the... multiple times whilst you were doing other jobs as well before you picked up? Yes. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, kept, I kept started the quest line. Yeah, and I kept, I kept trying to get. Yeah. I, I, Aaron must have been in the longest fight he's ever been in of his life. I think because <laughs> yeah. I think every time he thought I was coming to help him, I would just disappear off and go and try and like a, go and find a metal flower or something. <laughs> and. Aloy says, doesn't she, oh, Erend is around here somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Not no, right now, no. he's not. Can't see him, sorry. I kept dying a lot in that desert, that's for sure. Yeah, there's some tough enemies around there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you first when you first go that area, I mean, it really does ramp up. We talked about a bit about it last time. It says you get closer to Meridian. You do, you, if you're not prepared and you start seeing the Glinthawks and the Snapmores and... Uh, some of the really big enemies at this point, though, I'd I'd still not seen a Thunderjaw by the time I'd uh, done done this little quest. Uh, we'll come back in a minute to to update on where what we've been up to with Tornex and Cauldrons and and some of the other side stuff. Uh, and then I want to talk specifically about some of the machines and what we think of them and um, our favourites to fight, etc. But let's just cover this off this field of the Fallen quest line. As Andy said, when we when we discover Erend at Redridge Pass, he's in the middle of a battle with some grazers, uh, which we dutifully help when we when we get round to it. Eh, Andy, we help we help Erend take take him down, yep. take the grazers Better down. Better late than never, I see. He he then starts shouting at us. Like I don't know about you guys, but I I want you know as you do, you want to loot everything, every machine that goes down. You got to loot it. You got to pick up the the, the plants. Meanwhile. Erend is just constantly shouting at me, hey, come over, we need to talk. Don't you want to talk to me? I was getting flashbacks to Rost when I was a child. Come here, child, I'm here, child. Over here, child. No, child. But I just stood there and just to see if his it would change. And I would say probably, go on, Jim. We just mentioned Rost. I just realised that we've not mentioned him since like no. the proving. Do we think he's dead? Yeah, definitely. I don't know, you know. A huge I don't explosion. think he is. Yes, he's the leader of the eclipse. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I don't know because my lads just started playing this, and I watched him play that bit on top of the mountain where Rost apparently died. Yeah, yeah I don't know, you know. Isn't he in the middle I of the eclipse? Okay. Yeah, the, there is an explosion, and he is apparently in the middle. But people have come back from. <laughs> 
come back from worse. Okay. Worse than that. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Being blown up is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a few herbs, he'll be right. Mm. Got a few bush, it is weird though. Aloy be- Aloy barely mentions him either. No. She's moved on very quickly. Mm. She's busy. Mm. Yeah. In- yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But we, we, we when we do finally grace errand with our presence and talk to the poor bloke, uh, he's he um, he tells us that he's out there looking for uh, the place where Ersa went down. He said he wouldn't risk taking anyone with him. He wouldn't risk the lives of his men. Obviously, Aloy is is clearly decent fodder though because he doesn't mind asking Aloy to come and help him. Didn't want to take any of his any of his men. Um, she says to him, are you sure you're all right? And he says, I'm sober, so no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, which I quite like. I really like Erend. He's a really fun character. He's, his character arc is short and undercooked, which we could talk about in a second, I feel. But he is he is actually fun. He's a really fun character. He, he says that Ursa left in the middle of the night with a few of her best men. She didn't want to take him because he was drinking a lot and she didn't feel like he was, he'd was he be up to it. Nobody really knows why she went. And then a couple of days later, search parties found her body together with the corpses of some shadow Kaja. Um, they beat her so badly that they couldn't identify, her, couldn't identify her face before she was buried. They just assumed it was her. Oh, dear. What did they say? To assume makes an ass of you and me. Yeah. Well, certainly made an ass of poor old Aaron here. <laughs> He's convinced it was the Shadow Kaja that killed her, and he he takes us off to where where she went down. Uh, Aloy does one of her Sherlock type deduces here because she just sees that. Oh look, there's blood on the ground. I know. Maybe a body was hanging over the side of a cart, dripping blood onto the floor. Oh look, there's car tracks. Let's follow them. Find it all a little bit of a <laughs> incredible, um, but it's all good fun. And we follow the so we follow the fair track. Well, we follow the tracks up to a really cool place. Actually, it's one of the old ruins on the map called Dimmed Bones, which appears to be the ruins of some kind of fairground or theme park. Did you guys get that as well? It looked like it was a remains of a roller coaster here. I didn't notice that. I don't remember. I no. didn't see that particularly. No. Out, no. Have a look. Have a have a look. go back there if you can, and have a look. I it looked like there's like twisted roller coaster tracks okay. around. Okay, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I had a good look around, and I'm pretty sure it was the remains of an old theme park. And you know there are real life analogs for these places as well on the Horizon fandom wiki. If you go onto locations, you can see where they. So I think the one of the Daybreak Lake, where there's a, I think is it Bright Market is the town on the lake, here just south of Meridian. There is a that lake apparently is Lake Powell. Okay. Okay. In the real world, um, yeah, it's quite yeah. If you're a bit of a geek about that stuff, it's quite interesting. Um, we end up getting to the site where she went down. Erend is having none of it. Aloy is saying to him, look, you know, it might not all be as it seems here. He is just not hearing any of it. He's convinced it was the Shadow Kaja. And then he um, and then he sees some Osirum at the ambush site. And we end up in a battle here with some Osirum and two Ravagers, uh, which are pretty, pretty decent powered machines at this point, depending on when you play this section. You may have not seen any Ravagers before. They 
could well be the biggest, probably bigger than a, a sawtooth. Um, they have on their heads or backs a heavy a cannon, like a heavy mm. laser weapon. And in this fight was the first time I discovered the joy of detaching a heavy weapon yeah. and using it against one of the one of the machines. Mm-hmm. How much fun is that? Yeah, yeah, oh, it, it absolutely ruins them as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, you can take it down almost completely yeah. in sort of five or six hits of the rapid fire cannon. I um, had another place on the map. Killed one of those guys. Um, took the cannon afterwards. And then, with just the the ammo that's in the cannon, killed four snapmores. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because some of them, depending on how much they've been using, sometimes there's not that much ammo left, mm. is there? Yep. It's the only thing. Yeah, but I've taken down a thunder job with one of those things pretty quickly as well. So they drop the uh, disc launches, don't they? The yeah. yeah, they oh, yeah. are so They're good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. They, they normally haven't ammo. got that many shots in them. No, no, seven or eight maybe mm. if you're lucky. But they, but they, they are so powerful. And the other thing I didn't realize, and didn't realize until quite late, is that you can actually take off weapons and components even after the machine has been killed. Oh, I didn't know. No. Okay, so you could shoot. See, you dined a thunder jaw that still had the disc launcher attached. You yeah. You could then use that yeah. uh, tear, tear, tear blast arrow and take yeah, it off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know. Oh, nice. I thought I it was only either. when you were battling it. Oh, that's quite useful. And I assume you guys, assume you guys have all got the tear blaster now, the weapon, the tear blaster that yeah. you get for one of the uh, hunting lodge yeah. missions. Oh, I forget. No, I've got maybe. tear blaster arrows. There's a weapon called the tear blaster. It's just really a, good. That's all it does I use is... that a lot. Okay. Don't think I have no, to try that. So it's almost the same as the that, um, the rattler. It's almost like that. But instead of firing out yeah. projectiles, it fires out basically a bla- almost like the same blast shockwave that comes out of a out of a tear blast arrow. Okay. It fires I haven't out. Tried but to it's not- no, I hardly ever use those. But the um, this one's great. I mean, you can basically run up to some of the bigger stuff, and yeah, it just it's, you don't it's, need to aim. No, it's got quite a, a wide um, sort of area yeah. of effectiveness, and it gives them mm. a proper. You'll take off three or four big bits of everything yeah you can like yeah, two shots and you can strip down the big enemies and then they're pretty much yeah you know they're infinitely and weaker we're jumping around a little bit but i tell you if you use one on a storm bird yeah honestly like you just see the bits fly everywhere <laughs> off this thing because the storm bird's got loads of like armor panels yep. and everything yep. yep the best one is is it the tramplers which are the ones that are almost like the the really big um Almost like this. Bison kind. Yes. Mm. So if you if you yeah. yeah, if you use it on those, I think the first one, if maybe two shots maximum, knocks it over and it exposes its udder basically. Yeah. And then you can use it on that and yeah. it explodes and just basically the whole <laughs> thing it's if it's not dead, then it just runs around on fire and then dies a few seconds later. It's so much fun. So I, I always yeah. kill those guys. They just take three arrows to the other. And then, yeah. then they explode. Yeah, boom. And they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they die quite quickly. Yeah, with the triple shot arrows as well. Oh, yeah. yeah you can Actually, make absolute done that. mincemeat mm. off them. But I tell you, if you the Stormbirds with this Tear Blast, if you hit it, it freezes them for some reason. I think because if it reacts with their, with their uh, freeze kind of Yeah, I think that it causes that to explode as well. Just the same as the fire tank on the... Yeah, trampler is there, and then it freezes them. And obviously, when the machines are frozen, then they're they're more they're they're weaker, they're more vulnerable to damage. And mm. then, if you knock a triple precision arrow, 
you can do something like 600 damage in one hit on the storm beds go down very quickly mm, yeah. if you do that yeah oh, so well yeah so it's so many different ways to tackle these things but this was the first time that i used one of the heavy weapons against against one of the machines and it's even more satisfying using it on the machine yeah that you got it from yeah which is a bit horrible saying that but uh, they were just yeah. trying to shoot you with it <laughs> a few seconds previously so yeah you don't yeah. need to feel bad about it. i know there's something really satisfying about it yeah i think so i think so so when they're down we can we we have a look around and uh aloy needs to uh, try and figure out what's gone on here um blood stains everywhere suggest they've been uh, a massacre Erin is starting to think why would they because he now thinks okay the Osirum have staged an ambush why would they do that and there's lots of things that we can investigate lots of things to see in the end we find on a sort of a small cliff overlooking this this arena there is a tripod and next to it is a power cell Aloy has developed a theory uh, based on that that this was an Again, she's making these leaps, which she does, leaps of logic and leaps of, of knowledge. She figures that maybe the Osirum ambushed Ursa and her men with this new weapon. And from that tripod, she, she thinks maybe it was waves of force or sound and they paralyze people, which we later find out is true. But again, these are all very big leaps here, which make, made me just really just want to get back to fighting machines, to be honest. Um she then suggests that perhaps then she finds a rock with blood on it and she says, well, maybe they used a rock to smash someone's face so that somebody would not be able to be identified. They then cut the armour off somebody else, stuck it on that body and then made it look like it was it was Ursa. Aloy's theory is Ursa isn't... Uh, she's not dead. She thinks that she's still alive. And she suggests to Eren that he goes back to Meridian to check her body to make sure it was actually her and that is the end of the fields of the fallen quest as erin says oh that's a good idea maybe someone should have checked their body before we bury that perhaps yeah <laughs> so we just threw her in the grave and uh this is all really silly stuff and yeah. we'll come back to this quest in a minute but it's uh yeah it's 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 a bit it's it's all a bit silly uh leads us into the next quest into the borderlands before we get to that, let's have a quick update on some of the extracurricular stuff that we've all been up to. Jim, I know you were one of the early ones to tackle some of the additional cauldrons. Where are you? Where are you on the cauldrons? I've done all four now. Oh, nice! So in this in this sort of section, if you like, yeah, what we've, what we've been playing, I've done the row cauldron before. I'd only done the first one, so now I've yeah, okay. done, done the row cauldron. I'd probably say that was the most puzzly, if that's a word. That's, that's, the, so that's most, the, the most one with puzzly the one. Wheels, isn't it? That you need to hold that's, on. Yeah, yeah. you've yeah, got like like that. conveyors, haven't you? That you've got to sort yeah. of work your way through. But it's really dark, so it's it's easy yeah. to sort of get lost in there. Um, the Z cauldron, that was yeah. the one where at the end there's loads of um, I think they're Kaja, and they're and they're trying to use the col- the cauldron to for, for as a, like a weapon. And then yeah. you, re- you can release the the animal. I can't remember what it is now. Is it a stalker? stalker Might be a yeah. stalker. Yeah, yeah. Stalkers you can release that. You can release that, and then and then they attack all the uh, all the carja, which mm. is good. And nice. then you've got like a big pillar that that you have to climb up. At, at the okay. End. 
I've not done that one. It's the only one I've not done. Okay, yeah. No, it's, it's good. And then Zeta. Zeta's not very long. No. But it, it's, it's, really, it's really tough. Really yeah, tough. It's, got the th- it's a thunder jaw. It's a thunder end, jaw, it? but it's a thunder jaw on steroids. And I am... Um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of re- if you've not done it I'm kind of reluctant to say too much. I've done that one. I've oh, done you have thund- done that so one. I've, so I've done the thunder jaw. I've just not done the G the XI one. Oh, okay. So I've only done the yeah. XI one and the first one. I, I haven't found the other cauldrons actually. I've been looking for them, but then I got sidetracked by hunting grounds. Do you mind me? Yeah. Do you mind me spoiling it at all, uh, Matt? No Sorry. Go ahead. So, so basically, when when I went in, I obviously like you know when you see these uh, these big mechs in the middle you go up yeah. don't you and, you and you trigger the um the pillar isn't it you go up pillar, yeah yeah and then you override the pillar and it, yeah. it drops the barrier so what i done, i got this saw this thunder jaw i set traps up everywhere yeah. trip wires yeah. i got like mines everything everywhere i was like right, yeah i did go. here we go and then obviously he comes out and he's got this like laser on his back and he's just shooting all the traps so i was like oh no oh cool <laughs> did it yeah, yeah, he was. Just, he it took them, he ran traps, through, does it? He ran through a few of them, but he was shooting them as well. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I very, I had, very I, nearly died. I got him down to like one hit on that. Very nearly died, but I'd got, I'd used up all my potions, and I'd got enough to craft one potion. I'd got like a fox bone or whatever it is yeah. that you need to craft a potion. I'd got one, so I had enough to craft one potion, and that was enough just to get one arrow just into it and, and drop Wait, them. you can craft potions? I was just about yeah. to ask the same question. I had no idea. Nope. Yeah. You need, oh, wow. I can't remember what it is now. You need to, I think it's like something fat, animal fat or something like that. And I'd got oh one. Oh my God. But, yeah. I wish I'd known that. The amount of times I've had to bail on fights because I've run out of health and potions. Oh yeah, you can you can craft all well, all the potions, not just health ones. It's like the, you know, the ones that health well. boost and all that sort of stuff. Oh you, wow, yeah, you can craft all of them. So after sixty hours almost of playing this game, I've just learned something new. This is why you need to strategy guide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the first time I'd seen a Thunderjaw in that cauldron. Yeah, I think it, I think it was the first time I'd seen one as well. It's so intimidating. So the Thunder Jaws are the ones so... with the, the big disc shooters on either side, right? Yeah. yeah I love yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, easy to bit, kill they're now. so big. <laughs> yeah. I basically. Lo- Did you, have you done that one, Andy? So I've done all of them now. Yeah, I'd only done, I think, only one at the end of the last play session. And then when we started in it, this current session, I kind of prioritized those and went and did all three of them. Um, I liked them. Yeah. I, I still think the the first one was the one that had the biggest impact on me. I think the the first one yeah. will stand out as being the most memorable. The second mm. one that was quite yeah. puzzly was good, but I would say the the remaining two felt less like cauldrons compared to. I thought the first yeah. one maybe actually, if that I I just assumed that was going to be the template for future cauldrons and they would maybe get mm. longer and bigger. But yeah. I guess it's quite nice. They mix it up a little bit. There's a wee bit of variety in there, which is fine. But I, I think out of the four of them, the first one will stand out as being the most memorable mm. and, and most unique. It was good. Mm. So I've not done what we're calling the third one, which is the GXI one. Mm. But that that is like part of a bandit camp, isn't it? You have to kind yes. of break your way yeah, to the bandit camp. Yeah, yeah, it's got that sort of feel. Yeah, I like that one. That sort of feel. Yeah, that. Have you done that one, Matt? Yeah, that's the one. I've done, only done two columns. The first one and then the, the XI. XI. One. Okay. Yeah. But so the second you... one... The RHO one is near the mountain range, just as you cross from the 
Nora territory into the. Okay. Cars. I've been looking for you them. Must, and I haven't actually you, been you, able to you, find must, you must have them on your map, though, do you not, Mads? Yeah, they'll be on your map. Mm. Yeah, they're sure, but I'm sure they are. But I just uh, easily get sidetracked because then I okay, look good. around and like, hey, there's something over there, and then I go there instead. So. <laughs> yeah, I can often just if, if there's something that I'm trying to achieve, if I'm sitting down and playing it for an hour or two, I usually put the yellow flag on whatever it is I want to go and see, and then mm. if I do get sidetracked, I don't mind quite so much because it just reminds me each time, right? No, keep that's what you're trying to get. Yeah, keep going yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. Z. I think Z took me a little while to find. Actually, that's the one that's in like that jungle environment. Yeah, yeah, right it, down south. Yeah, and it took yeah. me a little bit of time to sort of work. I think it was maybe the route that I took. It took me a little bit of time to work out how to get to it because you can obviously see it on the map, but yeah, you've got, obviously got like climbs and, and all the rest of it that you've mm. got to navigate to, to get to it. So, Chris, yeah. I, I, I've, I've I done a, a lot of hunting, so uh, and I know you guys, I think you guys have all done the Talana quest lines as well, haven't you? No, you haven't. So I'm up to, I've got my latest one of those quests is where you've got to find the Stormbird and okay. the Thunderjaw trophy. Let's save those for, for the next episode then, because there's a, a great little quest line there as well. That's probably my favourite okay. side quest, yeah. That's been really oh, good, yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. So, so everybody else here has uh, read more down, but uh, Chris is just... Uh, <laughs> not, not cool enough. I know of it. I know of the Red Bull thing. I know what what's that's, coming. That's as good as killing it, Chris. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Hmm. <laughs> You've heard of him. So you three have started the the hunting stuff. I've come unstuck a little bit with this, and maybe it's me being a bit of a biff. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so, that, Jim. Don't worry. Of course not. So, what, so the one I was trying to do was the Nora hunting grounds. And yeah. One of them is you need to. It, he tells you right. You need to fire your slingshot. And use that to get the, I think they're grazers. Yeah. Get them to go where you want them to go, so you can drop these logs on them. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I, so I've been trying to use uh, get a shadow slingshot, mm. and to do that, I need to get a grazer heart. But but you don't need you don't need a special yeah, slingshot at all. You need you no. don't need to hit them with the slingshot. You need to scare them. So no. you fire the slingshot behind them, so they run like five or six yeah. of them along this this narrow pathway. And then you can just shoot the locks and it'll fall right down on them and kill them. I, I think I did it in 15 to 20 seconds, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So just come just come down the zip line and you're already next to two log piles. Yeah, exactly. Get your slingshot, fire them, fire your slingshot over the over grazers. The, yeah, and they'll, go, they'll, they'll, they'll run to, up one of the, the two channels either side of you. And then as they, as they run past those channels, just shoot whichever log pile they're running past with a bow and arrow. And it's pretty generous with the kind of the um, the hit detection, etc. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I think I probably luckily I'd be surprised if I clipped two of them and it said I killed five or something. Yes. So yeah. go down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is are anyone you trying to do then, Jim? Well, I thought I needed like so I wanted to get the best slingshot and and do it from the off, but then I was trying to find a, this grazer heart. So mm. I've been given a quest. To, to get this like super slingshot, I've got to get a grazer heart. Yeah, and I, I was I was chasing these um these like grazers everywhere. There's like a big herd of chasing grazers, basically herds of grazers mm. all over the shop, killing loads of them trying to get a heart, and I've not been able to get a single one. Okay, so I just wondered if, if any of you three had managed to get one. I, I haven't. I actually you looked know, into can, buying the, buy the shadow slingshot as well, and I didn't have the grazer heart. You know you can buy these things in Meridian. The hearts as well. I didn't know you could. Okay. Yeah, 
So there is there is a trader in Meridian <sighs> who is selling who <laughs> sells you these rare us. machine parts. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. when you when you hover over it as well, it tells it's got merchant and then it actually tells you in brackets what they specialise in. Okay, cool. Yeah, try right. it does. That's yeah. my next. Uh, I think I've got call, like call ten, twelve thousand shards now, so I should be able to buy stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I've got loads of shards and <laughs> nothing to spend them on, but obviously there is stuff to spend them on. So yeah. Yeah, because I needed at one point I needed a long leg heart, and I t- took down quite a few long legs and just wasn't getting it. Mm. So I I went and I just went and bought one in the end. Yeah, it's fine, and they're not even that much. Like you'll you have no problem with the shards. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth doing if you're. Um, it's definitely worth doing, but yeah, those those hunting. So you know, I mean, segueing into then the the hunting grounds. How are we all getting on with those, Matt? You you've Jim's obviously uh, <laughs> fallen behind. Uh, a bit of a bit of a false start there, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought I had no missions to play at all because I I'd done it all. So I started looking for other stuff to do, and at some point I thought, well, I might as well do those hunting grounds just just for fun. And uh, yeah. it's it's a bit of a love hate relationship with it for me because yeah. some of them I hate and I'll be swearing, and then when I finally get it done, it's like, oh that was good, and then on to the next one. So <laughs> so so somehow it it keeps me uh, it keeps me there, keeps me continuing and retrying, but. Uh, it's not. It is just busy work, isn't it? I mean, there is. Yeah, it, it is definitely it's padding. The hunting grounds is padding in this game. Nothing else. But yeah. you don't have to. No, do you them. don't have to do them at all. At all. Uh, but uh, I, well, I, I, I the have problem is you've got those I weapons, it, yes. though. That's the problem. Is that you've got that incentive for doing them. You get the lodge. Weapons. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. I, I wanted to see those I as well. So I think I've done. I, I, did I don't remember if I've done nine well. or twelve uh, of the of the hunting grounds uh, missions by now. And I've gotten the what's it what's it called the blazing sun in all of them, so that's good. Yeah, but once you once you kind of get into it, they're not hard at all. I'm I'm playing it under normal difficulty, so it's not it's not that hard. There's one where there's a couple of ravages and a thunder. Yeah, that's the best one. one. That is amazing. Yeah, and there's one of those which I just for the life of me cannot get the blazing sun on. I think it's the third trial. I can't remember. What happens now? Is it the one where you? Because there's one where you have to turn the, you have to use the thunder jewel, or use its weapons to kill the ravages, and you can either over. Because I can at that point, I can. Over, I'm sure. I think we all can. Not mad. It's because you've not done the Zeta Cauldron, but I can override the thunder jewel mm. now. So I could override the thunder jewel and have it destroy the ravages in no time. But I just can't do it quickly enough. Okay. That I can get the blazing sun, and it can be—it's really frustrating. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's. Have you done the stealth ones? Yes, I love those. I hated those. I think so. That's basically really? the only. Yeah, it's the first time in the game that I've had to do stealth. <laughs> and the I one do where, stealth all the time. <laughs> the one where yeah. it's just with the one where you're trying to kill the four watchers under two minutes. Mm. And or under one minute forty oh, yeah, or something. I've done that one, yeah. And there was one where. I don't know how many attempts I had to do that one. I just found it really... I didn't really know quite what the timings were for all the different stealth mechanics, and so I find that one quite tricky. But it got to the point where I'd whistled to get the last one to come across to me, and the counter was like at 150 or something like that, and I think you have to do it under two minutes. Come on, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) It was, and I was sitting there hiding in the grass waiting for it, and it was just dawdling along, and I thought, it's not going to get here in time. And so I had to sprint out, and I used the 
Silent Strike, but mm. I thought it was that way where the we were kind of both doing our animations where it was I think in the process of seeing me as I was sliding Uh-oh, along to yeah. do the Silent Strike. And I killed it with like at like one fifty seven or something like that, and I was literally jumping up and down, pumping my fist because I thought the, the, <laughs> the, the other ones I will probably be able to do okay, but the stealth ones I just hated. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's one that I've not been to yet. There's one of the hunting grounds, the one rife down south, which I've not really that part of the map. I've only literally so only last night I did the tall neck down there. Um, that part of the map where that cauldron that xi cauldron yeah. is and there's a there's a um there's a hunting ground down there and there's a bandit camp down there uh that i've not been down there so that that is still all i've still got all that to do mm. it's quite a hard area to navigate isn't it that south sort of jungle area. the jungle like, a bit like yeah. yeah 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 it's a bit dense yeah but i tell you the other thing you'll get from doing the um the hunting grounds gym is a shed load of experience yeah, if you get See, the blazing yeah, suns, I... you get like seven and a half thousand XP. Yeah, yeah, you get absolutely loads, and obviously experience for killing the the machines as well. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think I'm languishing behind a little bit because I'm only like level thirty two, level thirty three, something like that. Whereas I'm, okay. I, like you guys have all sort of gone way past that, mm. just looking at like the achievements and stuff. I'm forty two, level mm. forty two. Wow. I got fifty ah. this afternoon. 50? Yeah, you get an achievement for that. Yeah. Blime- yeah. Wow. yeah, blimey. How did you get to... F- Let's, okay, I think I'm, a, hold I'm that around thought, 37, 38, something like that. Yeah, because it gets... Obviously, the longer, the higher your level, the longer it takes to, to level up to mm. the next one, but that's good yeah. going, Andy. Good that was, going. You're going to platinum this. That was, well, it's getting to that stage. It was after Mads was saying, I think I said in the last episode or in our chat, that basically I had no interest in the hunting grounds, and I don't. I hate stuff like that. I hate stuff that's there just purely for. Yeah, it's gamey, very gamey. Yeah, it's just it's just willy waving stuff, really. That's what I consider it to be. Where it's kind of like, yeah. whereas it's, yeah. it forms no actual part of the game. And I thought, do you know what? I'll go in and have a wee look. And I actually got quite addicted to it and spent the afternoon doing them all. Yeah. And as you say, the uh, <laughs> the XP does go up rapidly because even when mm. you're doing the the failed attempts, particularly on that one where you're fighting the yeah. Thunderjaw with the the two Ravagers and stuff, the the XP goes up rapidly, and obviously each time that you do get a successful one, you get another big XP boost. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it was like yeah. I say, it was more to get the weapons. I really wanted the weapons. So have you got the weapons now? Yeah, I've got I got the all blazing well blazing suns and all of them, whatever. So that's like wow. the nice. Well done. So you get the you get you get the lodge weapons, which are pretty mm. good. It's a shame. The, so my preferred bow is not the one that the one basically that fires the precision arrows. You don't get a. Lo- yeah. You don't get a lodge yeah. version of that, unfortunately. So, it's so is that the war bow or the hunter bow? Oh, that, no, that's that. the. Ooh, I just know that there's a, there's a shadow bow that fires the sharp ele- shot, sharp, sharp shot. shot, yeah, right. sharp yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. So, so the you get and the, uh, and the hunter bow. Yes, yeah, so you get you, you get you get a sling. You get a uh, um, shadow bow, the one that f- rattler. Uh, no, a sling, a shadow bow that fires the elementals and. A trip caster. Okay, but that's cool. And what's so good about them? What what are they just a bit more powerful than yeah, the shadow exa- versions? Yeah, exactly that. And so I think the particularly the lodge trip caster. I think it's maybe only three because you can get the heavy wire for it. And I think it's maybe only, I think it might be three shots from it pulls down a thunder jaw. Definitely four. Oh really? Yeah. 
Yeah. So you can you can do some quite good stuff with it. The difference between the difference between the Kaja Tripcaster and the Shadow Tripcaster is massive. Yeah. Like you can't you can't nail down a Thunder Jewel with a with a Kaja Tripcaster. Right. But you can. It takes about I think five, maybe five. Uh, wires from a from a shadow one. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's maybe four then with the lodge tripcaster. Okay, so you can you modify them? Sorry, Jim. No, no. Can you modify them, Andy? Yes, you can. So you can you can't modify the tear blaster, but all of the no, you no, can't. which is no. a bit of a shame. But the lodge, so the likes of the you can put. I I just literally use the shadow. Sorry, the um, yeah, the shadow bow as I just use that purely for uh, fire arrows. And so I just yeah. put f- uh, the three fire modifications in it, and so it does massive fire damage. And then same for the uh, yeah. the, the sling. I've just put f- three uh, damage ones in it. So if you, because it's all the explosive yeah. type ones, and I think you got it anyway. Is it the Karja one where you get sticky bombs as well? Yeah, 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 and proximity yeah. bombs as well. They're awesome. They're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So if you put in three damage. Yeah modifications and start throwing yeah. those at things that go boom yeah i think it has 399 damage or something like that so wow uh, nice yeah very nice go on jim sorry i cut across you there no i was just gonna um i was just gonna ask if you're all still using the rope caster because it sounds like you are i've I, that's the only one that i've not upgraded so i just yeah the rope like that green yeah the rope the rope caster is what i'm thinking of yeah the rope caster is yeah is sorry i'm me as yeah. well we talked we said trip caster didn't we but yeah, yeah the rope i was meant the rope caster so you are still using that then the rope rope caster not really yeah. i don't yeah. really I, use it i use it I don't use. I don't really use the trip caster. No, I don't use that okay, anymore. So I've, I use that I've a been lot. using the trip quest caster quite a lot. Yeah, I use that. Do you do you use it quite a lot, Andy? I used it a lot to start with. I was kind of, I think, because of my playstyle is that I was quite often just putting out like a horseshoe shape of wire trip wires in front of me, and then I would fire a few arrows. Things yeah. would run towards you, and they would explode or whatever. But I've just been finding that they don't do enough damage compared to what you can do with. Yeah. You know, if you just the problem, yeah, yeah, if you just go in straight in at something either with a tear blaster or um, or if it's something quite big, I'd be more likely to use the rope caster and actually just pull it down, and then you can just yeah. lay into it properly. So I don't use them mm, nearly yeah. as much now. So I use the rope caster gym for crowd control. Like if there's a lot of if there's a lot of say I don't know tramplers or glint hawks, I'll just pin down a couple of them yeah while i'm focused on a couple of them that aren't pinned down because if you don't attack them whilst they're roped up and tied actually your binds will last for quite a while mm. uh, and then the storm birds as well are it's almost essential i would say to use uh, well i can't beat them without using the rope caster to hold them i haven't tried that and then I, I i just uh, yeah, i just I, shoot I, them yeah yeah i find it just takes ages ages and ages and oh, ages you just need to peel their weapons off and then they're harmless. They they can do almost nothing, and then just pelt them with fire arrows. Because yeah, I, I think that's definitely why it's worthwhile doing some of the hunting lodge challenges because it definitely gives you a few ideas about how to employ the weapons with different uses. Because mm, yeah. there's one I think we have to tie down four glint hawks. Is it three or four glint hawks that you have yeah. to tie yep. down? That's actually quite. That's hard. That's that. a yeah, tricky one. That, I think that's possibly the one that took me the longest. And but that kind of makes you think. Oh, wait a second. I'll just use this on the. You know, if you future glint hawks or a storm bird or whatever then yeah yeah mm. yeah 
I must have killed about 30, oh, well, more, 50 Glinthorks. Like, there's loads of Glinthorks to kill us. Set them on fire and then yeah. watch, and then whack them when they fall to the ground. So what, what's your go-to? What, what's your favourite weapon? We're, we're kind of segueing into weapons, Mads. What's your, what's your favourite weapon to use? It's just the bow. I mean, the... The sharpshoot, sharpshoot, sharpshot bow, with mm. the precision arrows and with the um, for for everything that's uh, squishy, just the precision arrows, arrow to the head, they'll be dead. For the machines, yeah. I love to use the tear arrows and uh, pull off big components and then uh, then hurt them that way. And um, apart from that, I'm, st- I'm actually still using the shadow hunter bow. I, I like that as well with the with the do, fire do, arrows. Do you do you target machines weak parts so if they've got blaze canisters yes, or yes, fleece canisters almost and make make them and make them go boom yes, yes I love that mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. good isn't yeah. it <laughs> so I use the the is what, what's the slow motion mode called it's not called Preci- uh, concentration, concentration yeah I use yeah. concentration all the time I've upgraded so it, it has a longer period of, yeah. uh, of concentration there so I always go for the the soft parts and uh, I know all the, the monsters by now so I know this one needs yeah. three arrows there and it'll explode and lose half of its uh, its uh, energy and and so on it's um, yes it, the, the combat mechanics in this game is just they're just great aren't they that's so good you can make really short work of a storm bird if you tie it down and then it has two freeze canisters on its shoulders. If you pop both of those yeah. at the same time, that really does. That'll take off about three quarters of a taste. <laughs> That's still the only one that I've, the only uh, mech I've not took down a Stormbird. Have you? Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not. not I, still, I, I've just run away from them. I almost never <laughs> used quite the, intimidating. The, the, the tying them down was it the rope caster? I never used that. Yeah, the rope caster. Uh, yeah. Very seldom that I, I used that. The beauty of this game and the one of the most enduring things about it is that we can sit here and talk about strategies and all of us have got different tactics. But after almost 60 hours, the combat, for me anyway, still feels so fresh. Yeah. And like you're finding new ways to do stuff, to take down these machines, even after 60 hours... I've now I've I've got all the achievements to I've killed at least one of all of them, except the forbidden uh, the frozen wilds ones where you get there's new machines, but it's just I don't know it just feels so fresh. Well, it's got, I think it's because it, it's now. on the fly every encounter, isn't it? Because you can go in yeah. with a game plan and you know what you're going to try and do, but the the real trick is actually being able to apply it and you know, like yeah. I say, by now you know where their weaknesses are, you know what to target, etc. But there'll be something that just organically happens where another creature gets drawn into the combat or you get knocked somewhere that you weren't expecting to get knocked to or whatever. And all of a sudden you think, wait one second, that plan's gone out the window and you find yourself rapidly trying to find some other way or having to work around it. It's, it's so cool the way it works. Yeah. 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 And, and it feels so dynamic because you can, come across machines fighting other machines you can fire corruption arrows and make them do it sometimes you see bandits who that are attacking machines and you can just hang back and then yeah so many different permutations i've been blindsided by machines from another herd when i've been yeah oh, i've never tried so the dynamic. corruption arrows yet i need to try that at some point oh that's great mm-hmm. fun that's great fun yeah, it, on the bigger ones, you might need to notch two or three of them because you've got to fill. It's like, you know, if you're freezing or 
setting them on fire. You've got to fill fill. Them. That's yeah. only within about the last week of playing that I've realised that that. So I would repeatedly fire 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 arrows into one and occasionally one yeah. would burst into flames and I wouldn't actually I wasn't making the correlation between that little yeah. circle or that circle was fi- that like, was filling yeah. up and then obviously when it gets to that point yeah. that status effect takes it turns them into fire state yeah. they're on fire aren't yeah. they yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's I mean if you find a herd of machines or a, a number of different machines all together stick a stick a couple of corruption arrows in there on a couple of them and then just watch the sparks fly yeah. <laughs> it's uh it is really, really good to do. Yeah. Really good to do. And then my my little tactic is to set them all against one another. And then when they've all got really low health, wade in with a couple of precision arrows and take the XP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite right. Why not? Anyway, let's get back to the story for a little while because we need to pick up what's going on with, with our friend Drunken Errand and uh, his, his poor old uh, not-dead sister. Um the next, the next mission in that sequence is into the Borderlands, uh, where we get to meet the Sun King himself in the Sun Palace. Uh, that's our quest marker, anyway, to get there. And as we get there, we we meet the the, the wonderfully named Blameless Marad. Anyone? Does anyone know why why he's called Blameless? No. Assume it's got something to do with the revolution mm. against the Mad the Mad King. He's, he's quite a cool guy. He says that Erend is already inside. He's meeting with the Sun King. Uh, I love Aloy. I said this last time. I, I still love Aloy. I think she's brilliant. He says something like, oh, we're all intrigued by you, this 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 lady with the focus who hunts machines. And she says, I'm not here to intrigue you. <laughs> and he just says, too late. <laughs> some, of the, some of the writing I find to be a little bit, not not great, but some in in the on the main quest lines. I really like some of the writing's really good. Yeah, like I, in my opinion, it's really snappy and well delivered. Uh, these throwaway lines, I think, are really good. So he he said, "Yeah, too late. You're already intriguing us." Um, as we follow him in, he tells us to ignore the nobles. He says they're like children who whine when they don't get a second helping of dessert, <laughs> which it which is nice. The, this the cause of. Avad, I hope he doesn't turn out to be a bad guy, because Avad is a really, really cool, a cool leader and a very cool king. It seems, who uh, doesn't like the fact that his palace sits on high and the village of Meridian is down below. He he wants to change that, but he says change comes slowly. He, I was, I had the exact same opinion of him until the end of this quest line, and yeah, yeah, he he spoiled it for me at the end, but oh. Well, Okay, Talk about well, that we'll, at we'll, the we'll end. We'll come back to yep. that. Stick a stick a pin in that. Don't forget, we will come back to that. Uh, so when we meet Avad, he's there. He's quite young, I think, which we probably could expect. He looks like a looks like Gael Garcia Bernal. You know that Mexican actor. So you guys, I don't know whether you guys know that. I I thought he was straight away. I was like, oh, does he play him? It's it's not him. Uh, he uh, he describes Aloy as she who sees the unseen. Uh, and Erend at this point confirms that the body was not Ursa's. So Ursa apparently had a tattoo, which this body didn't have. Did nobody think to check? <laughs> really? You know, I assume they couldn't identify it from her dental records, but really, did nobody even just think, ooh, let's just have a look at this tattoo? Yeah. Anyway. Clearly uh, not. 
Avade is obviously very fond of Ursa. He says that he won't abandon her, and he they devise a scheme to go and get her back. Uh, they start to speculate as to who would have had a motive to 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 take Ursa. Marad says that she had an enemy amongst the Osaram. Doesn't really explain what it was, but an Osaram warlord, Deval. Eren thinks that it was impossible that it was him because he's hunted by every clan in the claim, which is uh, the 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 word their word for the Osaram land. I do get a little bit lost with some of these words. I don't know about you guys, but the claim, yeah. the daunt, the embrace, um, the the rustlands, the sun steps. You know, there's yeah. a lot of this stuff which isn't wonderfully explained. Yeah, the, lot, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and all that. the names and everything else in it. It's like just. Yeah, bit bit much. The game doesn't need more words because it's very no. wordy in some of the text stuff that you can read. But maybe like a little glossary or something like that of might not you know that you could look at who the characters are and what the claim is and stuff like that. Might not. I know you can look at it online and the fandom wiki is really good for this stuff. But it might have been nice to have it in game. Yeah, just even on the map, just being able to switch on different territories or something and yeah, just tells you like where the color claim code is. them or whatever. Yeah. And, and different societies have different words for different parts of the map as well. So the Osaram might call it the claim, but the Kaja call it something different, which is, yeah, very confusing at times. Um, Eren says, so it's impossible he's still alive. Um, but Murad says, well, nobody else could have done it. Uh, he's the only one who's capable of staging that kind of ambush. Um, Murad, he's a, he's a shifty guy. Murad the spider. He's like a, he's like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, Murad. He's, uh, he's got his agents everywhere. He said he's already sent an agent to investigate the whereabouts of the ball. This agent's waiting at Pitchcliffe, which is again, uh, yeah, yeah an- another noun. Yeah, he's got his he's got his birds out there. Uh, another noun, Pitchcliffe, which is a place in the in the claim. Um, Avad says he can't send his troops in there without antagonizing the Osirum, um, but he can send a vanguard, and of course he can send. Good old Aloy, who's up for doing anything for anyone. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll go. Aloy goes. He says, yeah, of course. Uh, Avad then pleads with Aloy in private, and he says, look, don't make a king beg, but but please, please go and help. Um, You can ask here, you can ask Avad a little bit more about his feelings for Ursa. He says that Ursa was crucial because she mobilised the Nosseran vanguard when he launched his attempt to overthrow Jiram and without that he wouldn't have been able to do it and she's crucial at being able to you Avad's thing is being able to unite all of these people open Meridium up to all of the different uh, clans and peoples uh, and, and have a big united city and Ursa's really key to that because she's Osirum and she's got this ability to unite people uh, he sends us off to Pitchcliffe to meet Marad's agent in the marketplace um, it's a long way this is a long way away from Meridian if you're going there, I frolicked for for hours, probably a dozen hours between this point in Meridian and actually getting to Pitchcliffe. By the time I got to Pitchcliffe for this story, I've been to Pitchcliffe already because there's a yeah. side quest. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, uh, there's a side quest which sends you there, which makes for a really funny bit of dialogue when you get to Pitchcliffe in this story, and she says, "Oh, this must be Pitchcliffe." It's like I got a You've already been here a couple of times now. <laughs> Don't be giving it all that. Um, so 
again, we it's a big journey up there. We talked about the journey over to Meridian in the in in the last section. This is a journey where you end up in a very snowy and wintry setting. Pitchcliff is is up high, up in the northern part of the map, the north, the eastern part of the map. Um, again, very evocative setting here. Very 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 mountainous, very very snowy. Feels like the way the Osseram lands have always been been described. Um, Pitchcliff is really cool. I don't know whether you guys found any of the other Osseram settlements as well. There's a real one of the things I love about the different places and the different people within this game is that there is a real sense of identity. Like you know, if you've walked into a Kaja location straight away, and you know whether you've walked into an Osseram one because they're all working the metal. Mm, yeah. Metal workers ever there's a real there's a real sense of place I find amongst um, certainly amongst the Osseram people. Yeah, which was the which was the place? Probably it was it was on a side quest. You, you go there, and there's like they they're treating the mechs as like a, a religious uh, focal point. Yeah, and all the mechs are sort of are friendly. Yes, when that's, when you get there, because yeah, there's this that's the Banuke mirror. And yes, that's it, the signal emitter, yeah. 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 So that's the Banuk side quest, isn't it? That's mm. um one of the side quests you pick up quite early actually to go and explore the Banuk territory. Um it's not far from Pitchcliff, it's just on the other side of that mountain yeah. range there. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. And that place looks amazing, doesn't it? Because it's all like lit up. I went there at night. Yeah, you get the glowing and tents and all this. Yeah, sort of yes, stuff. that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that signal emitter is keeping all the machines friendly, isn't it? But they're looking to... Some people are looking to nick it and take it yeah, to the to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> <Bastards>. <laughs> that's a good side quest, that one. Yeah, it is a good side quest, that one, yeah. Some of the yeah. side quests, some of them are, are, are not great, but that one is that one is quite good. Um, so, uh, Erend is there. Murad's guy is nowhere to be seen. Um I had to look around there with my focus and seeing the dead body from quite a way away, which again sparked some out of place conversation because you're not you can't see the dead body but you can see it through the focus. You end up you end up coming across the the agent. He's been he's been killed, um, but before he before he finally croaked, he had the foresight and the wherewithal to draw a map in his own blood in the snow, which is very handy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> isn't it? Very handy. <laughs> what would you What would you do without it? Didn't know where to go. Um, they They deduce that it must be Derval's location. Uh, Derval. I've got a note here. This shows you how this shows this shows you how long it had taken me to to get to this bit. I've got a note. Who is Derval? <laughs> <laughs> but you do lose the thread with uh, these things, don't you? You do. This is what I mean. Yeah. All these names. Yeah. Too many names. Yeah, and it's having these two <laughs> it was kind probably of, fifteen hours before. Yeah, and it's having the kind of like the two concurrent quests that you can go off and if you were just following one quest line, you will not come across these characters for as you see, it could be easily into the double figures of hours before people even start to make mention yeah. of again and it's almost like when a new series yeah. of a, yeah. a box set comes out or whatever and you you th- you know, you're in halfway through the first episode and you're thinking, I can't I can't actually remember what happened last season. I find that sometimes with some of the no. quests. <laughs> no, but it, it, it spoils the cohesion of the narrative, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Because playing this section, I didn't. I, I knew I was looking for Ursa, but 
again, the nouns have been completely lost on me. It does make it feel like you're kind of going through the motions. Not not so much in the main in the main story with with the Gravehorde and whatnot, but certainly with the Errand story arc. Yeah, I, I kept forgetting why I was doing stuff. Yeah, I was just quite keen. I was just trying to get to the fights as quick as possible. Yeah. I think I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much. I mean, actually, I'm being a bit flippant in the way I'm describing the story here because it's just as, yeah, it's as daft as a brush in a lot of ways. But it's this the story in this game. Whereas in in first time we've mentioned the Last of Us. Look at this, we're getting better. In in the Last of Us, like the story, what it was the story, wasn't it? Like the story was the vehicle for the game, and yeah. you felt like you were just getting through the encounters to get to the next story bit. This is the exact opposite for me. Yeah. The story is a distraction, remains so. I think, yeah, for me, the only story that I'm really invested in is what, yeah. is what happened yes, to man, yeah. mankind. Yeah, and they've done a good job. This of extinction event, what happened? Drawing it out so far. Yeah. I, I actually quite like the fact that we still don't yeah. know. Yeah, like the inter sort of tribal politics and all that sort of stuff. I'm not really. It's good from a world building no. perspective. It kind of really feels. From a, yes. It, it makes yeah, it all definitely. feel quite yeah. authentic, the world that you're moving around in. But. Yeah, some of these ones, the kind of the main this main quest one is yeah, it 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 has no more kind of weight to me than what one of the side quests does in the sense that it's just, you yeah. know, a set of objectives to take off and move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think I think the the game does a good enough job at building the world without these quests you know because i think from just wandering around and i think the the, the environmental storytelling here and some of the asides that you overhear as you walk around the locations it probably didn't need this 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 errand side quest with there so i i don't think um but we go through it so we end we follow the map and we end up uh um <laughs> errand here is just standing at the entrance you know when we come away <laughs> from the 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 agent and then I've been looking around. Erin is literally standing there stock stock still at the entrance to Pitchcliff. Um so we end up going up to right up to the north here. This is almost the northern tip of the map where Dervol's camp is. Um do we find I don't know whether we have to go through a storm bird to get there. I haven't got notes, but I think there was possibly no, one. Don't, don't, don't remember one thing overhead was there, but I don't think it takes any interest in you. Is that this section? There's definitely one where you had that where is you right. crossed by one, and I thought I'm going to be in trouble here if it gets interested. But it didn't even show up as it registering that you were down there. There's a side quest, isn't there, which can take you up there more closer to the storm bag. I think so yeah, um, yeah, but this yeah, this one you go off the other way, don't you? That's right. So we get there and there's a there's some machines chained up, which you mm. can cause absolute havoc with if you unleash them. There's ravagers and there's long legs and there's I think there's a sawtooth in there as well. Did you find it, it uh, hard to can... release those machines as well? Yes. Yeah, because they had the you had to shoot the um, that uh, restraints, yeah, didn't they? But even if I did that, uh, there are two machines looking at each other uh, just outside, a long That's leg right. and a stalker, maybe I think. Yeah, Ravager. Ravager, okay. So I, I would, uh, if, if I, if, I think I tried this seven, eight times before I just just gave up and t- didn't care about the machines that were captured. Because whenever I would get one released, the other would see me. And, 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 and yeah. then because one of the machines saw me, everybody knew that I was here. 
which was weird yeah. because did the machine tell all of the other guys that that I'm here? I'm not sure, but uh, it was really annoying and 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 uh, trying to release them even though you'd you'd yeah. aim an arrow just at the harness, only the bloody harness. Ever so often, it would actually hurt the creature and it'll it'll see you yeah. and, and start attacking you instead. And even yeah. if you then actually release them, the chance that it would see you and attack you instead of the other guys is is was huge. Yeah, mm. that was I thought it was a real missed opportunity. That, that been I thought such good fun. Yeah, yeah. I I thought particularly if you were trying to play it stealthily, what would have been great would be, and it would work for other things as well. Is it if you could have sneaked around and whilst they were chained, you could override them, and so basically you could yeah, go around exactly. and basically take so that was the first uh, five or six machines tried, out of control can't. and then let them loose, and then basically that would be really cool. Yeah. And then suddenly you've got this army of mechs on your side. But uh, same as you, I ended up. I tried that. Yeah. And there wasn't a prompt to do that. There wasn't a prompt to release no, them. No, exactly. And, that, that was the first so thing I did because I thought that would be awesome. Let let me yeah. do this. Let me override all these machines and then just wreak havoc on them. But uh, why why couldn't you then? Because you I didn't, didn't get the override prompt. That's yeah. weird. And, and another thing is that uh, mm. the two in in the well in the front of the the camp there, you couldn't stand next to one of them without the other seeing you as well. <laughs> So it was such a missed opportunity. This this combat, yeah. this this battle could have been epic, but it was uh, yeah. yeah mediocre. Yeah, Cause setting because seeing machines fight human baddies when you're just in the tall grass watching mm-hmm. is one of the most it never never gets old, does it? Yeah. Never gets old. But yeah, this is so so. Yeah, I was getting quite frustrated with this battle because I was spending more time attacking the machines that were attacking me than doing anything else. It did end up being quite satisfying because there was a dead Ravager, obviously with its cannon still attached, that I stumbled across. And I, I took off its cannon while it was dead and then just absolutely <laughs> <laughs> mullered everybody very, very quickly, which was great fun. Yeah. Great fun. I enjoyed it. And it kind of salvaged the whole thing because I was walking around like Rambo, just absolutely <laughs> tearing everyone to shreds. Yeah. And it's it saved it saved the day a little bit with this battle because I was getting I mean I didn't even try the the clever stuff that you guys tried I mean I just I just went over and whacked each of the monsters harnesses the restraints with the with the spear okay. and then legged yeah. it okay um, it didn't really work to be honest mm. I mean they were they were more focused yeah, on me than exactly. anybody else yeah. um, so now, now I've got a mental image do... of you from the um, Ikari Warriors uh, club <laughs> so that's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Only a- Aloy's far more attractive than I am. Don't put yourself down, Chris. Isn't she? Not to some of us. I won't. <laughs> okay, but I do make a good woman. Don't oh yeah, I, you do. Female you do. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> That's a side quest that we won't. Uh, we won't in right now. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, not only at the weekend. Um, anyway, we end up working our way to the centre of this this camp. Uh, it's quite a large area, actually, on multi-levels, and there's, there is more machines further up. But we end up when, when we've taken everyone down, we we um, we end up we end up finding the, the main building. Um, as we go to go down into the the basement, we can't get down. It's pr- protected by one of these sonic barriers that they'd used over at Red Ridge Pass to to, to disable Ursa, and a guy with a BFG, <laughs> a big gun. <laughs> comes up the stairs immune to the sonic barrier uh and we and this is a boss battle i suppose 
isn't it? Yeah, as much as a human ones yeah. ever are. Yeah, I think he's definitely the strongest human I'd fought so far. Yeah, he's a bit like the guy from The Proving, I suppose. The way he comes mm. up and he walks very slow. He's a bit a uh, a bit of a kind of a, a machismo kind of baddie. A few arrows to the head. It's not very fault. difficult though. Yeah, yeah, a few arrows, yeah. I also had a machine, an overridden machine running around here as I think one of the long legs I've managed okay. to override. So the long leg was, was harrying him while I was just standing behind him popping arrows into his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I may it be forgetting this take... battle. Could I have killed him just in the stairways when he was uh, going up? No, I, th- I think the cutscene ends with him coming out okay. the door. I think mm-hmm. once you've killed him, when you're going down the stairs, somebody else appears around the corner and does okay. come up the stairs okay. afterwards, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, this, yeah, this, this cutscene, t- it forces you to have the fight outside. Okay, okay. Because Erend was getting absolutely owned by this mm. guy. But Erend obviously can't die, which is a blessing, actually, because imagine this but, battle if it also I mean, was if Aaron could in all die. honesty Aaron was having trouble with some gracers I mean gracers is what you do with <laughs> it's like swatting flies isn't it yeah to be fair to him though we have been fighting him in Andy's game for about 15 hours yeah he was exhausted <laughs> yeah yeah that's true he was he, he was about 60 in-game days yeah. he'd been there fighting those yeah those he probably killed Snapmores, yeah. Thunderjaws everything it was just the gracers were the only things that were left hmm exactly so the fella goes down and then we find Ursa in the basement, and she was being tortured. This sounds absolutely horrible, actually. Reminds me a little bit of... Um, Disco Elysium. Oh, you know, my favourite. Yeah, 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 Disco. Yeah, yeah r- right at the end with the Sonic... Yeah. That, the, the the lady using Ferdinand uses the, the Sonic things, doesn't so, she? To, yeah, yeah. To her, to her, to Harry. Um, similar thing. It's being tor- she's, she's being tortured. We end up turning that off. Uh, she's dying. Um, she got a message so she explains that she got a message from Devar saying that he wanted to speak he wanted a parley um, she knew it was a trap she's not stupid she knew it was a trap and she felt like she could take him out with just a few of her men she didn't want to alert Erend because she wanted him to concentrate what he was doing in Meridian um, but anyway he had these sonic weapons that she didn't quite reckon for uh, and he got the better of her she says that he's planning something big in Meridian uh, and he's gonna fo- he's gonna force Abad to watch as he darkens his precious son, um, son as in S U N, not S O N, as I've wrote in my notes, which gives it a whole different <laughs> meaning. Um, Ursa says, uh, and, and the, the the women in this game are so badass, and I really like the way the women are characterised. Ursa says that he needs to grow up fast, and there's no no sentimental stuff here. She just says you need to grow up fast. I'm gonna die. You need to take over. Get a grip. I love it. I love how direct and, and bullshit they are. Um, he, she then dies. Around the, we can investigate the the storeroom. And we find a lot of blaze uh, and a recording, which is which is really cool here. So there's a lot of blaze, which leads Alloy to deduce based on what Ursa had said that Erend is going to uh, attack Meridian with a big bomb. It would seem. Mm. Um, or like she Aaron, does Aaron, something to suggest. Sorry, mm. Deval. Deval. So she tells Erend yeah. that that's that Deval is is planning something pretty big in Meridian. Um, there's a really cool audio recording here of Deval and talking to his daughter and wife before um, the Mad King's soldiers attack the claim. 
um, which is what Deval was seeking revenge for all this time, where he's just a normal guy and he's trying to reassure his daughter that the bad men won't come much closer. Did you guys yeah. get this? I did, yeah. Yeah. Because Deval is portrayed as a really evil guy and in the next section of this as well, he's portrayed as a really evil guy. But here, it's like he's just a normal guy with his family. Uh, it's pretty cool. Well, the only criticism I have, day that, away, it was it? just, yeah, I, I thought they slightly over-egged his voice, uh, sorry, his daughter's voice and the lines that she got and stuff. She was just a little bit sugary sweet. Yeah. Um, it just didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't sound quite as authentic as it could have done. Um, but yeah, definitely. It was still, a bit on the nose, maybe. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but uh, it was it was it was kind of like a proper sort of I love you, daddy type thing. It was just uh, <laughs> don't get the bad yeah, 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 uh, I picked yeah. you a flower, daddy. I love you very much. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it is a little bit but, like that, as you say, to kind of to give you a bit of background to it. It was still you know an important part. It's just all a little bit undercooked, isn't it? Like this this idea that the bar wasn't evil. It's that's the only sign we get that he wasn't this maniacal evil warlord mm. uh, and like this whole quest line for me just fell a little bit flat perhaps yeah there was no real like real emotion was he when Ursa no. died not for me anyway no 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 couldn't care less no no no, no. There was, the game hadn't done enough to, to give us a relationship with that no um, of course you couldn't kill us I mean you, you killed Olin as well so I did. Cold yeah, that's bastard. true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought it was a bit of and a shame. And I've never looked back. I've never looked back from that day. Aloy's gone from strength to strength. My Aloy, she's uh, brutal <laughs> when she needs to <laughs> So that leads into The Sun Shall Fall, which we'll come back to in a second. Corrupted Zones, chaps. Have we have we taken out are we taking our corrupted zones as we go around the map? They're getting hard. Yeah, I've done a few, um, but generally I, I sort of tend to avoid them, to be honest, if I can. No wonder you're on level 24 or whatever you're on. Yeah. You're not doing any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing, the, playing the main line, main quest line. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Have you guys found that corrupted zone with the two rock breakers? Yes. Uh, don't think so. I've done them all now, oh, that's but hard. that's... That, Have you? Yeah. But that was by. F- How did you do the one with the two rock breakers? By ch- sheer luck and coincidence, and it comes back to what we were saying about these organic encounters. So I think there's various different ways you can do it, but what seemed obvious to me is that you've got that rock arch that's basically in the middle of effectively the area that they'll pop in and out of. So I climbed up yeah. on top of the rock arch, and I was firing precision arrows. Uh, primarily that and I was also at that point I was using the slingshot quite a lot so I was firing basically explosives at them you're talking about the one with the behemoths yes no 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 so, no, the one with the no, rock- so this is the one this is the one with the, the, the one with the two rock breakers so there's um, okay. you've, you've basically got a big flat area it was next to a river you had a yeah, river off yeah, the one yeah. side okay sorry yeah. And so yeah, it's, um, yeah, so there's albeit a smaller rock arch that you can cl- stand on top of. And I was basically firing down at them. Um, now, I was just, and then they'll occasionally pop up and then they'll throw, they've got that attack where they f- they fling maybe a dozen yeah. boulders at you that actually carries, covers quite a wide area. So it's actually really hard to dodge. So I was basically popping up, I'd fire some arrows down at them. And then when they popped up, they would throw some rocks and I'd basically come far enough 
back around the arch and crouch down so that the rocks would just go straight over the top or would break on the front of the arch. But I was literally taking yeah. fractions of their energy and there was no way, I was still taking like the occasional hit and there was no way that I was going to have either enough ammo or energy to take them out. And then uh, yeah. all of a sudden it kind of went a wee bit quiet for a few seconds and they weren't popping up and then I could just hear this commotion. Yeah. And I looked around the other side of the arch and there was a behemoth that had been on the other side of the river oh, nice. that had come across. Yeah, because there's a convoy wandering right, around Right, so there, I it? hadn't noticed that, but obviously for whatever reason it had got involved and just started smashing them to bits. <laughs> and so I just basically stood up on the... Uh, on the arch and let this thing take it down they were hitting it and it, it ended up on fire and the two of them were basically then down to a fraction of their health as well um, and it basically <laughs> just worked out that effectively I was able to take out all three of them with a few shots because they were all right down at the bottom <laughs> but I don't know how long it would have taken me to that one otherwise because I was, I was quite under leveled to do that one but the um, yeah because yeah, that's like level 32 is the guide for yeah. that yeah 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 but the one with the behemoths, you can actually there's yeah. a there's a there's a good little kind of um exploit on yeah. that one. Did you find that? I found yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Where you where you stand where you stand back stand behind a yeah. wall. And there's just a little gap and, and it's, just a, it's almost like being inside a yeah. castle with a little archer's gap that you could just keep firing. And they could they're trying desperately yeah, to get yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's it, keep coming, keep coming. <laughs> Because you get some really good XP. So I think you get like 15,000 XP for those higher level corrupted yeah. zones. And then obviously the XP for killing the corrupted machines. Yeah. You really do rake it in yeah. on those. But yeah, that, that one with the behemoth was brilliant. Because I, I tried a few times and died. I was really struggling with them. Um, But then I found the exploits and was absolutely over the moon to see them go yeah. down. but it... And you get some really good loot as well. Yeah, but it just comes back to what we were saying. I just there's there's parts about this game design that I absolutely love because I just completely found that little um, that was just so I was kind of southeast of that corrupted zone, and I'd put a yellow flag on it to walk towards it. So I'd basically walk north northwest yeah. up towards it, and it just the the straight line basically brought me to that little gap there, and uh, yeah. so I I was able to do that one first time purely because just that's where I arrived at it because I guess. If you came around from the south, it, the, yeah. it's kind of kind of like an open yeah. bowl, is it? Um, yeah, that's yeah. It. So I, I never yeah. even had to. I never even bothered to go into that part because I'll give this a try. And then yeah, because you can't. That's right. Because I was coming from the north, so I was going into the bowl. Right. And then if you obviously if you retreat too far away, they just disappear. Okay. And any damage that you've taken just resets. Ah, okay, okay. Any damage that they've taken just resets. Okay. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. So I was retreating away, and then I'd get too far, and then they just vanish. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I've just spent all that time. Yeah. It's a pain. I like them, though. They're good. So I've got two two more Corrupted Zones to go. One right down far south, and then the Rock Breaker one that I haven't I haven't tried again since they absolutely battered Yeah, me. just get the uh, get the Behemoth involved, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, bit of Corrupted Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you've got, you've got these on. now, yeah, so it may well work. Exactly. Skills wise, uh, how what what are we up to? Is anybody has anybody got anything interesting? Mads, what are you up to on the skills? You got all the stealth skills last time we mm, spoke. Yeah, where have you been spending your points since? A uh, bit all over the place. Uh, only the, the the traveler is that what the last one is called? The the the, the rightmost one. Yeah. I haven't used a single point there, but I've got um, lots of the others now. I mean, triple uh, arrows and uh, f- uh, better. 
direct attacks. I mean, more more damage and, and knock off more parts with the spear and and, and all that. Yeah. Does that work? The knock off more. Sp- I, I haven't got actually any of that not stuff used that the... because I do all my combat stealth wise if I can. Mm. But yeah. I bought it to get more Is damage anybody... because it also after that comes an upgrade so, you, so that your powerful swing with the with the spear, which I do use sometimes when stealth fails, becomes more powerful. Yeah. Has anybody got the dismount strike? No, no. Where you can launch the attack from the back of a. So of do a you mount. guys? Do you it's, guys even use mounts? I haven't been on one since that yeah. initial no, novelty no, of I, trying one. I was just like, I, I can't be bothered with them. I think I've used it like I twice, do, or maybe a few times, but it doesn't really yeah. make sense in this game because the fast travel mecha- mechanism. I mean, I use that all the time from the with the the, the fires or the bonfires. It feels. It feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity with some of the mounts. Like, the ones that I've been on so far, you can't control their weapons and, and things yeah. like that. You know, you yeah. can sort of ride them. That, 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 to me, seems like really obvious. How yeah, cool I mean, if you'd, be, if you'd been able to get on onto our thunder and, ride and yeah. start firing but, but, at other things, yeah, around, that yeah. would just be Another incredible. Another thing is that the, the, the map is full of these, uh, these little bonfires, or whatever you call them, campfires. Yeah. Literally full of them. So if they had been few and far apart, there would have been a lot more incentive to actually use the mounts. And I, I yeah. would have liked that yeah. because I, I actually do like to explore the map like that in a more manual fashion. So so mounts that would follow the, the paths a bit tighter like they do in, in the Breath of the Wild, for example, and then less of these fast travel options because I find myself just fast traveling. I, I, I really can't be asked with a going 3,000... <laughs> Whatever it is, no. the measurement is in that direction. I'll just look at the nearest campfire. I'll go there because I mean, I don't enjoy running through the environment that much. See, mm. I still, I still very rarely use fast okay. travel. I use it exclusively. I mean, I, I, I can't you? be asked running around there. Is that not taking so a long give me time some to get around? Though, that would, between, that would be good. Between quests, and yeah, it's taking me a long time to get around. Yeah, but I mean, I just. Fight a few machines on the way. Make sure my health pouch is nice and full. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I do That's have a problem that... with that. I often don't have a full health pouch. Yeah, because of that. And this is, yeah. I'm, I'm, my problem is that I can't walk past machines. I have if, if I walk past a group of machines, I have to attack them. So if okay. I, oh, I can. I can. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. Yeah, yeah. I don't always walk yeah. past them, but yeah, most of the time, actually, I avoid them unless I need to. I tell you, if you if you want to fill your health pouch, little secret. Fast travel to Day Tower, which yeah. is the settlement that yeah. we got to, and on the on the path that leads from the Nora Lands into Day Tower, there must be about eight or nine. I think it's health okay. flowers. I think it might be as many as like eleven or twelve. I think it's it, and it's those and they're all twenty five percent. Yeah, it's a, mm. I forget. It's like those frozen type ones, isn't it? The ones that are the yeah. I forget what they're actually called. The big ones. Yeah. Yeah. The okra blooms or something, something like that. Or I think. Is yeah, something yeah. like that. But yeah, no, that's they. They are. Um, they they're quite good. They are quite good for um, for for that. That's what I do. If I need if I need to get health quickly, that's what I do. Yeah, which is uh, which which is which is quite good. Jim, any interested? Oh, by the way, just on this mount thing, I've just clicked on it on the Horizon uh, fandom wiki. This dismount strike. So with this with this dismount strike, you can uh, run up to any uh, enemy, machine or human, 
520 damage. Okay. And it gives you a prompt as you get close to the machine to hop off and do like a, almost like a strike from mm. above. And it's 520 damage. So that's another thing I haven't used in a long time. I used strike from above when I learned it once or twice, and I haven't used it since. That's, that's a bit of a missed opportunity as well. There's two this, little yeah, uses of high ground yeah. here. Uh, hmm. Yeah. But that was another one of my thoughts. Like, if you could, some of these, you, I don't, doesn't feel, like you say, it's a missed opportunity. Like, if you could fire an arrow that you could use to then make like a little sort of tightrope that you can walk along and, oh, yeah. You yeah, know, like I in the Arkham games, yeah. you can sort of drop down and, and you can, and you can get, if you could do that mm, sort of thing. Good. Again, it's just like, it feels like a missed opportunity that possibly is in the sequel. I don't, I don't know. But. Oh, let me mount a glint hook. I mean, let me fly around. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That'd be That'd so be cool. cool, that. Yeah. That was the one of the first. So when I did that last cauldron, the first thing I checked was where can I fi- where can I find a storm bird that I can get on and fly yeah. around? Any of you guys actually uh, have any luck with the uh, converting or uh, what? What is it called? Uh, those uh, glint hooks or storm birds? I've I've overridden, overridden a glint. I, I can't get them to. No, I haven't overridden a glint because I can't. No. I've overridden a okay. storm bird. I, I haven't tried the storm bird. I've tried so many times with the glint, glint hooks. I mean, try to whistle and get them close, but they won't actually land. They just hover above you, so you can't override them. It's so annoying. Can you, you have tie to them use down? the uh, rope caster to tie them down? Ah, tie them down first, of course. Okay. Tie your kangaroo down. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's how I but, overrode. But can you ride them? Then? I I overrode. Well, I overrode the Stormbird when there was nobody else around and I needed to kill it. <laughs> it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> Sounds a bit stupid, mate. It was when it was it was when I was doing that lodge quest for the mm. trophy. I thought if I overrode it without killing it, maybe it'd just dropped the trophy yep. for me. <laughs> it didn't. Um, and there were no other machines around, so it just kind of flew around and I if you attack it, because I've got now the skill which gives you unlimited infinite override. Yep. So I obviously had to attack it to turn mm. it hostile again, so I could so I could kill it. Never mind. But yeah, I man- did manage to get the tinker skill as well, which is really cool for allowing you to swap around yes. the modifications. It took me ages mm. to get. Yeah. That. Yes, that's 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 a good one, especially when you get these high level modifications that we'll probably yeah. we're all mm. getting now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly tinkering with these mods and just moving things around and constantly. Yeah. I've pretty much settled on, on these things. You're asking there earlier about weapons. So I, I actually just I carry all three bows and then just have one I yeah. just use either the uh, rope caster or the tear blaster as my top one, like at the twelve o'clock position, and then mm. the three, six and nine position. I just have the three bows so that you've got access to all three types of arrows. nice right let's get back to Erend and Ersa what's going to happen with the uh, sun shall fall so we go back to the sun palace where Erend and Avad are there and we tell uh, we tell Abad what we found um, blameless Marad the good man little finger he's got his he's got his spies and his birds and his spiders are all over the place uh he recognises the name. We got the letter that we brought back from Devil's Camp. He recognises the name of the recipient. It's a landlord in Meridian. And 
Marad conveniently thinks, ooh, maybe, maybe Devar was holed up in this building, which I know that this landlord owns. And he gives us directions to a warehouse on the other side of, of the city. Uh, Avad is insistent here that if Devar is found, he wants him alive, he doesn't want him killed. Erend obviously wants his revenge, he wants, his, wants to spill his blood, but Avad insists that he must be taken alive. Um, Avan wants to know how Ursa died. He wants to know that she didn't suffer. Um, my Aloy is brutal. We get a choice here. We can kind of say, oh, yeah, she said that. She said she loved you on her dying dying breath. You can say something pretty horrible to her. I think the middle ground is, I think my Aloy said, look, she's not suffering. You are now. Put yourself together kind of thing was, yeah. was the response, which I felt like it was the right response. Yeah, I think that's where I, what I went with, yeah. Yeah, and he was all right about that. He said, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to stop moping now. I'm going to get on with it. So I was um, being nice to him, of course, and he was very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool if some of these things actually changed yeah. the way they behave, but I don't no. think they do. It feels all very mm. inconsequential. Um so we make our way over to the other side of Meridian. I was grateful that it was Meridian and we didn't have to traipse all the way back over to the other side of the map because you're doing a lot of travelling. Remember, I'm not really fast travelling. It's taken me a while to get from places to places. But blessedly, it's all in Meridian, this. We go over to the... This is uh, this is a bit ridiculous. So we find this, this warehouse. We get in there. Um, there's a bomb. There's a bomb in the warehouse. And we can see that there's something dripping from upstairs. We go down and there's a whole load of blaze that is dripping down. Uh, the blaze is, is is really conveniently placed next to a, a, a window, <laughs> a door. Uh, so which, I, I spent maybe 15 minutes here because I, I knew I just need to open that door and push the bloody thing out. There's no doubt. Oh, you couldn't but find I couldn't, couldn't actually stand yeah. in the right position. You need to stand like pixel perfect to, to open that bloody thing. So I was jumping onto the, the, the crate with the, with the explosives in. I was running around it. I was jumping down and I was going out, outside. I was trying to climb the building from the outside because maybe there was something there I could do. I was running back and forth and back and forth. And, and finally, I stood on the right pixel. And, ah, oh, well, there's the prompt I've been looking for the whole time. Man, that was annoying. Did you have to, did you have to Google it? No, no, no. But I was just running and run, running and running around. I actually did the. At some point, I asked Kri, my my daughter, because she's been through that mission. She said, <laughs> "Just need to open the door." And then, but I can't. And she said, "Well, that's weird." And and she tried herself. She couldn't open it. Finally, oh, yeah. Finally, weird. I was standing in the right position, and the prompt was finally there. Open the door. Yeah. Oh well. I didn't have any problems. I'd seen there was a handle on the left hand side of the window. Is yep. That yep. And I, I had been standing in front of that ten times, twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we were saying, Jim, was it you and I? We got the same with the elevator to go down to the encampments at the. Yeah, in one of the quests. Yeah, I, I had the exact same issue there. Yeah. See, when they were earlier on, when they were talking about basically like blocking out the sun, was that was he referring to this explosion doing that? Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah, I guess. Yeah, the smoke. Yeah. 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 Were you quite disappointed with the amount of blaze that he was assuming was going to block out the sun? Yes. For the point yeah. of view, like, what so, is like, that? the end of Game of Thrones, what's the stuff that's equivalent in Game of Thrones that they end up filling up the basement under the um, under the Red Keep with? What's that stuff? It's they've, they've got all that barrels of basic explosives. It's underneath that 
Dragonfire. It's Dragonfire. Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. And there's literally hundreds, if not thousands of barrels of that yeah. packed underneath it. He came up and I thought, oh, this will be cutting... There was like, it's a palace. There, there was two, there was two, two <laughs> barrels, like two kegs of it. I thought, you'll need a bit more than that if you're planning on blocking out the sun. But, uh, I know, but... Like, and this was supposedly destroy. It was going to destroy the whole of yeah. Meridian. I mean, how powerful is this? Yeah, because yeah. I've, I've been blowing this up willy nilly all over. Yeah, the place. and it certainly hasn't. It hasn't blown up entire. Blocked out anything. No, no, no. Yeah, so I thought that just kind of it didn't quite fit. So when we opened the window, the conveniently placed window next to the conveniently placed blaze, and and conveniently push it out. Where does it go? Where does she push it to? Is she just pushing it down on, on, to the village? On the little that's village that's at the bottom, yeah. yeah. I thought it was going out into the river, but then it's not. It, it lands on something, something... We don't even see where it goes. It just, like, disappears into this. I mean, it feels so undercooked, this whole bit. Like, where does the thing go? And as we run away from it, the the so the, the, the act of pushing it out somehow then sets off the bomb that was in there, but doesn't only contain it. I just really get it at all. It's just... Stupid, bit daft, isn't it? This it was a bit thing. silly, this bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it, the the warehouse is gone. What is cool is that all the you see all the guards running to it, you know, through Meridian to kind of go go to the warehouse, and they form like I don't know whether you've seen it, but they form like a little ring around it to stop people going in, which is. Quite, quite I, nice. I think they're quite cool. They're just quite um, good little addition. Anyway, when you walk past them as well, how they stand to attention as you as yeah. you walk past them. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, yeah. It, again, it's just, it's just yeah, and they bang the yeah, spear it's on just the really floor. Really cool environment building. Yeah, no, it is good. Um, there is footsteps from the blaze, of course, conveniently placed footsteps that we can follow uh, that lead away from the warehouse. And it leads us to another building where it appears that Duvall had worked to assemble the detonator. Uh, not only that, but this is where he tunneled through the wall. Tunneled through the wall, eh? Did he do that? Anyway, he tunneled through. I'm just going to stop it now. He tunneled through the wall, which allowed him to get into, onto a bridge, which allowed him to sneak into the palace unseen. Um, of course, we can follow him here. Uh and that's what we've got to do. We've got to follow him into the palace and intercept him. Do you know what I? What happened to me here? I ran out of Ridgewood. Really? You know, yeah. I ran out. I couldn't craft any arrows <laughs> because the Ridgewood, at one point, I must have had about 2,000 mm. so pieces picking it up. of Ridgewood. Yeah. Stop yeah. picking it up. I And I'd completely <laughs> lost track. And I was out. <laughs> I know. I couldn't craft any arrows for the. I think I had about twelve. Yeah, oh, I had the exact same thing happen to me, Chris, at some point in the game as well. And then that's a problem. I think like literally about forty of my inventory slots are filled up with Ridgewood now because I think <laughs> you can carry yeah. two hundred and fifty per square, can't you? And yeah. I think I've currently got about yeah. four or five thousand blocks of uh, <laughs> four or five thousand Ridgewood. I just like held down X. And it just like circles round and round and round. It was like bye 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 bye. <laughs> and I think I bought about like literally about. Oh, well, I need to check on it, see how many I bought. But I've got literally. <laughs> oh, you went and bought it, did yeah, you? I've got literally thousands of yeah. it now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that I'd run out. I'd stop picking it up. I haven't picked it up properly from since the fifth hour of the game. I haven't picked any up because I had so much. Yeah, of it. you just never needed to. So we have a battle here against. So so this is the other thing that's funny as well. 
the Val is using his sonic blaster to disable Avad thing, which we can uh, destroy, and then we confront him. So this is the Val coming to overthrow the the, the Sun Palace and overthrow Avad, right? He's got about three people with him. As yep. Yeah. He's got about three yep. henchmen. Maybe not even that many. Two does he have with him? Yeah, and but in he, fairness, didn't he think... I think he thought the bomb had gone off, didn't he? Yes. Or he, he tries to detonate it, doesn't he? But it, it doesn't... Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't blow. Yeah, and he says something like, there, um, there, there is some smoke or something as if, the, as if oh, well, it's kind of, that's good enough. It's, it's, it's obviously gone off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But in the end, he, we, we can take him down very easily, but then he's got a... Um, he's got a one of these things that we've seen a couple of times in various side quests, something that could call in machines. Mm. Uh, so he, he he fires that and a load of glint hawks, about seven of them come in to attack. And this really is the boss battle, especially when you have no arrows. So I was really disappointed um, with this because he was all, hey, now I'm going to really get you. And he just called some, some yeah. gas glint hawks and I killed them in five seconds. <laughs> and then killed about 50 <laughs> of them already. Yeah. But I had plenty of arrows, of course. But it, but it is tricky when you yeah, don't have any arrows. Be, it would be, yeah. Yeah. You have to get creative. So the rattler got mm-hmm. used quite a lot, and I was actually hitting them with the spear. <laughs> um, so it made it more difficult than it should have been. But it's still... This is so the I, I always hit with the glint hawks with the spear. I shoot one or two arrows into them, then they fall down, then I go and whack them with the spear. Yeah, <laughs> whack them. Yeah, that's yeah, easy enough. We critical hit them, and yeah. it takes them down pretty easily. This is the problem with open world games, though, right? I mean, by this point, we've done the cauldrons, we've done the side quests, we've done the corruption zones, we've been doing all this stuff, which is really difficult. It makes the mainline story feel really easy yeah. when your boss yep. battle is just a handful of glint yep. yeah. It's like, really? Mm. Does it kind of... It spoils that difficulty curve, doesn't it, of the main story? Yeah, I had the same with Redmore. I killed that in the first go. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you? Oh, it's just another yeah. thunder job at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you've when you've already taken down a handful mm. of them already. So they do go down. Um Deval is there, he's in a bad way. Uh he taunts Eren saying, Go on, try and kill me, you'll probably screw it up like you screw everything up. <laughs> Deval is about to kill him when Avad shows up. Uh now, Andy, tell us why you you were disappointed in Avant here because he spares the life of of Duval. He does so calls Aaron I down. Think it's two separate incidents here. So yeah, there's the option that he does, and then post this little cutscene, you've got the option. Well, basically, you need to speak to Avad. You need to speak to Aaron's, but there's also there's an option to speak to Duval. But if yeah. you speak to Aaron and Avad first, you lose the opportunity to speak to Duval. No. I did. I went to Deval first and he didn't say anything. Okay, so there's what's the point of that being there then? Is there any point to that being there? Stupid. Yeah, I don't he know. Just had... Because it gives you the option of going yeah, to talk to him. Talk to Deval brackets optional. And I thought that's fine. So yeah, I'll do so that last. I went And then went and So I went and did that right. first. You get it took me ages to find him because he's under the sun ring, isn't he? It took me ages to work out where he was and how to get there. And I haven't got there. I pressed the triangle and it was like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that, and that, and that strikes it off, does it? And that's basically, that was the... Yeah, no, that's it. Clears, clears the thing. That's, it's such a, it's a, I wonder if that was meant to be something else. Strange. That's really odd. I don't... 
Because if you speak to the other two... Do you reckon they just got bored of this quest line? I did, so there's every chance they did as well. So it's... Um, yeah, because obviously if you go and speak to the other two first, then you lose the option to do it. And I thought, have I... Well, I didn't think I've missed something critical, but I thought, nonetheless, just the completionist part of me thought I would have liked to have spoken to him. And I, I hate... I don't like things in games where doing things in a certain order will gate you off from something else without any without yeah, any yeah. foresight of mm, that being the yeah. case. Set your OCD going it, off it crazy does. that, doesn't it? If you think you can lock something out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. It is, especially in a game that's so open like this. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't. Nothing should lock out like no. that. No. So the no. part that kind of... Rest assured, you didn't miss anything. Oh, that's yeah. fine. The part that just didn't quite sit right with me was, did Avad effectively come on to Aloy at the end yes. of it all. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what yeah. was going so on. So basically, like, having just told us about this relationship or this kind of secret relationship and, like, you've just done your best to console her and everything and to get, like, try to get some music. She's like, kind of like, oh, yeah, she's gone. Now. Like, so how about you? You want to stick around type thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be consoled more. I mean, yeah, well, this is it. It just completely... It. Un- it well, totally, but it just completely undermined this what little kind of emotional... Mm. Angle they'd been trying to de- they'd been trying to develop earlier. You thought in one fell swoop it was gone, and it was and it was almost like <laughs> yeah. the only thing was missing was like just a couple of so like raises off the eyebrows from him type thing. So uh, you know, how about it type thing. It was uh, yeah. Says, you look great in your banuk heavy mm. eyes. Yeah, li- yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> with your silly little hat on. Yeah, I just thought, <laughs> yeah. oh dear, that just this kind of this this part has just all been a bit uh, not quite hit the mark. Yeah. yeah. I've got a note actually. Does it have had fancy Aloy now? Exclamation yeah. mark, question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah, it all a bit underwhelming this, wasn't it? And that this is the end now. This is the end of Eren's uh, Eren's uh, narrative yes. arc. Presumably the end of of this this whole this this arc is done. You think that's the last uh, we're gonna see of Eren? Or, I okay. think so as a as a story character, yeah. Mm, I, I, yeah. I, I, I was hoping we'd see more to him. I'd like him. I like him as well. Is he played by they an actor that this character. we would know? I haven't looked for him. I don't think so. I just, I'm sure I recognise his voice. And again, it's, he's got a slight likeness to an actor I've thought of at some point. I'll check it out at the end of the game. He's played by a guy called John Hopkins. Okay. And if he's famous, I don't know what for. Yeah. Avad is played by Josh Keaton, who I think played... And I could be very wrong here, but I think play one of the main characters in Spider-Man and Miles Morales as well, which I, I did notice. Anyway, yeah, Don't think John Hopkins has been in much. Um, so really, yeah, so that's the end of that quest line. That is the end of our end, I think, certainly the end of that quest line. Uh, yeah, a little bit, little bit undercooked, we think. Um, we'll dive into Grave Horde in the interest of time in a second. Just before we do that, the one last thing I've got on my list that I wanted to just ask you guys about was whether you had um, collected any collectibles, vantage points, vessels. Um, what's the other one? Vantage point, vessels, Banuk artifacts. Metal flowers. And... Yes, mm. metal flowers. So I, I find these Anyone things got to be busy work. I don't find them to be funny at yeah. all. Um I even find the corrupted zones being a bit busy work. It's not not that much fun trying to get rid of those. So, but there's mm-hmm. not that many of them. To be fair, it's not like there's hundreds no, of each. No, if I stumble across them when I am doing something else, I'll pick up the the vessels or the metal flowers, but I won't go out of my way to do it. And I even find the vantage points 
kind of boring. I mean, it, it's. Um, I, I think again that again that's a bit of a missed opportunity because they could have done so many things with the storytelling yeah. there, but it, it becomes these fragmented little things that at least my brain isn't good enough to to piece together. So it it just uh, just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Anyone else got any thoughts? Yeah, the only one that I'm really interested in sort of seeing out of those is, is the vantage yeah. points. Yeah. The, the little trink the little trinkets mm. I I saw, yeah, the metal flowers I haven't really bothered with. No. Yeah. So but the vantage points, if I'm near one then I'll I'll just sort of make a beeline for that. Yeah, the vantage point is content, isn't yeah. it? Like there is yeah. content. Yeah. That is yeah. So I, I so do go for the vantage points whenever I'm close to them. I'll, I'll try to 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 see what's there. But but have you guys seen any where you thought, wow, that was that was something? That was some some important story I got told there. I pref- not really. I, not, yeah. It's anyway. more the actual vantage point themselves. Some of them you get a quite quite nice view while you're up there yep. in terms of the sure. actual yeah. the sure. actual. Because it, it, it's quite a short clip as well that apocalyptic storm that it then tells you about. Yeah, it's a yep. very it's a, it's a very storm. short yeah, exactly. clip that you get. So maybe these things will have a bit more value if you were to watch them once you've collected them back to back. But well, having said that, because I've, I've yeah, got mm. I, I I got the last vantage point today. There's twelve of them, isn't there? So um, I've got yeah. them all now. But I've got one more. I need to. to get. Is it the one up in the north? No, I've got that. Yeah, because I think that is yeah. that. Where, are we going there later in the game? Yeah, yeah. I think so that's the entrance to. Um, is that I the frozen wilds? Is the ent- that's near the entrance to the frozen wilds. Right. Okay. It, yeah. It's one. It's one valley further across, though. The frozen wilds goes up the northeasternmost valley. There's a there's a valley further west. One one more oh, valley across. Yeah, you're right. So it looks like there's a wreck of a plane. Yes. There, so it? I have you, have you seen? Um, that? I was basically sort of like almost like covering my eyes just because I wanted to go and get that last vantage point. So I just went to go and find the climb. But I think that might be a later mission. I think might I be think, up that way. I think you're probably it, 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 there is definitely more up yeah. there than there should be if it was just a vantage point up there. Yeah. For sure. And there's another location at the very yeah. far west where I think you've got the same as well. Where I've thought. I think I'm starting to come across something here that will be later games, so I just kind of turned away from it. But uh, okay, the, I've uh, not seen I've not seen that one, but I definitely know what you mean with that one in the north. Yeah, definitely. See, I, I got that vantage point and then fast travelled out because I was terrified of the storm bird. That was okay, a- so I, I killed I killed the storm bird. I thought, well, if you're gonna like it attack me, so then you're you're then duty bound to kill it. And then I thought, I'll just go straight. I'll just go straight <laughs> up the. Uh, but I got all the uh, Banuk figures today as well, but. I thought, yeah, because there's only six yeah. of them, so I thought I'll go off and quickly collect them. I spent half yeah. an hour. That's got quite a nice story. So I haven't. I, I, well, I thought what I would do is I thought nice I would story. collect them all first and then read it. So I collected them all, um, but it took me about half an hour to find the first one. I was running around and around and around, and I was scanning left, right, and center, and I couldn't for the life of me find it. And I was like, "What is going on here?" And I kept going back onto the map, and it would obviously show the area that it was, and then something clicked, and I realized what I'd done. I'd mistaken the grazer symbol for the Banuk figure symbol. Mm. And so all I was doing was running endlessly around a grazer site rather than actually somewhere that had the, uh, the, the Banuk <laughs> figure would be. Because if you look on the map, the yeah, two symbols are actually right. almost exactly the same. Yeah. So I, like I say, yeah. I don't know how many grazers I killed, but uh, it was a lot. <laughs> and ultimately then realised that actually there's a reason why there's no Banuk figure here. Yeah. They've been yeah. The Banuk figures tell a quite a nice little story, but if you're going to read about all the vantage points, that is a lot of words. Yes, yeah. 
a lot. They some of those entries are easily gonna take you ten minutes. Oh, is there read, is there written stuff as well as a little video clip? Yeah. Ah, so okay. If you go on the vantage points, there is a massive written. It's written like a letter to his mum. So each one he's saying, "Oh, mum, remember we came here." And uh, it's okay, okay. some of it's reasonably well written, but there's a lot of it. A, a lot. And in terms in. of collectibles, things like the data points that you just find in random locations are in and about that. Do, yeah. do they count towards the completion total of the game? No, you'll be pleased oh, to know if you're going to go for thank the Lord. They don't. This no. is the first game I've played no. in a long time that I think I've got half a chance of doing it 100 percent on it, and I think I probably will try and do it. Yeah. But I thought if I was just going through the statistics today, and I thought if they count towards it, you can forget it because there's no, just no way I'm. They don't. And if you're going to try and platinum it as well, which I think is very doable, because there's no, you don't have to complete the game twice to get all the trophies on this. You don't have to collect all the data points for the platinum trophy okay. either. There's no trophy for okay. it. Yeah, which feels again like it's all a bit strange because they're just randomly around. But some of them are quite interesting in terms of the world building yeah. stuff. But again, you know, it is yeah, just just random randomness. Yeah. Mm. There's lots of this stuff. The lore, the audio points in the missions, the text data points. There's a lot of this stuff around. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's all going to sort of come together once we find out what happened. Yeah, yeah. and it does make it, and it and it does add to the world building for sure. Mm. So Mads Gravehorde, yes. you could. You could exit stage left here if you didn't want to. Yeah, I think I will do so, actually, because um, I'm enjoying this game. I I, I want the story for myself. I don't want to have it spoiled. So so I I will, actually, even though I I said otherwise at the beginning. But that means you're going to have to listen to an episode that you're actually on. Will I? Why? But you could just skip to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mate. Well, look, we'll say goodbye. Say goodbye to the listeners. Say goodbye to the listeners, Mads. <laughs> Say goodbye to Mads, listeners. <laughs> Bye, Mads. <laughs> Take care, mate. Bye. We'll see yeah, you soon. Cheers for now, Mads. See you soon. Bye, Mads. Bye. Cheers, Mads. Gents, we'll take a break and then we'll be back to talk about Greyhound. Okay, we're back. Mads has left us. He was looking a bit tired there towards the end. And having not played Greyhound, it seemed to make sense that he disappears at this point because we're about to spoil the Greyhound mission. To the extent that you can spoil it, we've already said not. This wasn't the revelatory moment that I thought it might be, was it, guys? No, no. sadly not. not more teasing, keeping us waiting. I know, I know. They're yeah. drawing it out. Yeah, it's a good setting though, because we were just saying before the break, Andy, that that mission, that vantage point up in the north, was close to the entrance to uh, the the frozen wilds and the Manuk territory. You quite rightly pointed out that it wasn't. It was in the next valley over. This entrance to the Grave Horde uh, mission is really close to the entrance to the Frozen Wilds. Because I don't know whether you guys found this, but as you get up to the top of the mountain, as you follow the trail up to the ruins where you go down into the Grave Horde, there is, if you go past them, there is a wall that you can climb up. Uh, And I wasn't sure whether that was the entrance to the mission or whether you needed to go down. And as I started climbing the wall, uh, Aloy says at one point, "Oh, this this feels like it's Banuk territory," and I was like, "Oh, it's clearly not meant to be going up here." Ah, so I didn't look at I my map at that I point to that. see exactly where I was because I yeah. basically at the same as you, like we just talked about in terms of that fear of missing out, was that there was the option to either you could either go down or you could go up this ladder, and I thought to me it felt like maybe going 
up the ladder because we'd kind of climbed up all that way. I thought the main quest would be continuing up the mountain. So I thought yeah. this this will just be a little detour down here to maybe go and get some sort of item or whatever. So I went down, but yeah. then obviously that's you then committed to that path. And so I didn't yeah. get a chance to come back up again. Oh, that's good to know then. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I've got a note here to say that you can go up or down, but I'm pretty sure when I went up, that was the entrance then. Leads to the place where you trigger the side quest, which leads into the... Because you can do the Frozen Wilds DLC pretty much at any time from the point when you get to Day Tower when you pick up the side quest. Right. Yeah, because it's on the side quest, isn't it? They're ready if you, if you want to yeah. select it, yeah. But it's all high-level stuff, so there's new quests, new machines, but it's really... And new weapons uh, as well. In a, yeah, new weapons, yeah. And yeah, brand new machines, brand new weapons. I can't wait to... I cannot... You know, even after 60 yeah. hours, oh, I'm, I can't wait to see this new stuff. So I got my last... Uh, last of the Beats or whatever on my scanner today. And then obviously... But I think yeah. there's, there's another... Is it another five or six new ones that are up in the... Frozen Wilds, I think they're still they're still blanked out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I cannot yeah. wait to get out there and see what's up. And I, if, only, I if only because it kind of like resets. I think I may be slightly over leveled now for what we're doing in the game. So yeah, be, well, I, most definitely. Yeah, so it'll be quite good to kind of to to reset that a bit, and I'm sure there'll be some tricky yeah. stuff up there. And having done pretty much every single side quest, found almost every collectible, done all the corrupted zones. Really, now, the only thing I think probably maybe for, for me and you, Andy, maybe not so much for Jim and Mads, but really the only thing, I've got the odd cauldron to do, I've got one more bandit camp. But other than that, really, from now to the end of the game, it's just story. Yeah. So I don't imagine that these missions are going to tax me too much in terms of the combat, which means that by the time we get there, I will be absolutely itching to go and see what the Frozen Wilds has to offer. Same. Another tall neck and... Yeah, there's another cauldron up there as well. So, nice. oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even after sixty hours, how can this game have held us so much that we're still so excited about seeing new stuff? It's yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Anyway, when we do head down into the Greyford, it's clearly the site of a of an ancient battle here. There's a neon sign on the wall for Operation Enduring Victory, which at this point we don't we don't know what that is. Um, lots of dead soldiers around, frozen in time. Uh, it appears that they were defending against an attack. In fact, we know they were defending against an attack because there's lots of audio data points here if we use the focus to scan the soldiers, which, which, which also means that you don't have to scan the soldiers to hear the audio, which meant that... If, I mean, imagine a game where you didn't... You don't have to scan the soldiers. Yeah. but Which means you would miss out on all of this stuff. You wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Um, but thankfully, we're all very thorough. And we, we scanned, our, scanned our soldiers. Aloy's looking for a bit of guidance from Silence here because she's basically walked into a mass grave. Uh, he's not really impressed with this stuff. He comes on and says, oh, don't worry, people die all the time. Carry on and find something interesting, he says. Yeah. yeah. It's nice for him, isn't it? Sitting there in his warm little house, whatever he is, watching Aloy do the dirty work. Yeah. Nice. I think it's going to turn out to be Rost. Really? Yeah. But you think Silence is Rost? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And I think Silence that's, is... that's, that's my big... Oh, go on, go and spoil it for me, Chris. Well, I was just going to say, I think Silence is definitely... There's more to him than meets the eye. 
I, I'm, that's my thinking that that's why he got, that's why Rost got kicked out, basically, because he was digging around stuff. Yeah, because we still don't know why he was kicked no. out, do we? And maybe if Rost isn't alive, this is, I don't know, some sort of like data recording of his memories or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my little, probably way off the mark anyway. But there we are. I I, def- I don't think Rost is dead, and I, there's definitely more to meet the eye than silence. So yeah. you could be right. Yeah, yep, yep. You could be right. Also, like just some of the, the the audio recordings that you're listening here were quite effective, actually, compared to some of them when you were yeah. listening to some of the combat and sort of some of them yeah. sounding all quite optimistic. And then the more you listen to, the more yeah. kind of jaded and the more. Um, uh, just kind of hopeless. Uh, yeah, it started to sound with the um, with, with yeah. some of the the combat that was happening, and you know the soldiers' yeah. lives and stuff. It was some some good stuff in there. This stuff is on a whole different level to the bits that we've just been talking about on the uh, certain errand quest. And um, it's like all the love and the thought and the effort has gone into this storyline, which is great, which is what it should. And it was like almost like, well, we need something just to distract them from this for a little bit. So let's give them this quest with Erin and Ers. Let's make it just like a side quest plus, which yeah. is what the whole Erin thing felt like. But it was a main quest, which presumably you couldn't get to the end of the game if you hadn't done it. I don't know. Could you completely skip all the Erin stuff? Yeah, I imagine I you could. Maybe you could. Would you have got through Day Tower? So you would have to... I can't see why you wouldn't have. Get through there and then... Quite possibly. You you pick it up when you get to Meridian, don't you? When you get to Meridian, that's when it splits off. When you can go and do the whole find um, Olin in the quarry. Or you can go and help Erend at Redridge Pass. Yeah. If you never went to meet Erend, then... You would never trigger it. No, and I imagine you could still do this, the Grave Horde and stuff. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't be missing much. Um, <laughs> no. But but this but this is good stuff, as you say, Andy. Some of this is really some of the writing here is really good, and yeah. it's dripping dripping with atmosphere. Even though a lot of these internal places feel very familiar by this point, so as we get deeper down into the Grave Horde ruins. Um, feels like we're walking into some kind of barracks here. In fact, I think we are walking into some kind of barracks. But aesthetically, it feels very similar to Maker's End. Mm. It feels very similar to some of the ruins earlier on in the Embrace as well, which yeah, I think on one hand, it's consistent and it gives you the same sense of place. On the other hand, maybe it might be nice to see things that look a little different. Some and some maybe. Um, as we get deeper, with more audio clips... Um, we're getting to hear about how the soldiers were asked to defend positions whilst they were waiting for uh, Project Zero Dawn to be implemented. It's apparent here that the soldiers who were fighting were, were never told what Project Zero Dawn was, so there's no clues coming from them, but they knew it was something which was going to be almost like a last hope mm. of, of defence. It seems there was a lot of conscripts um, and real end-of-day stuff, coming here from what we can this is you know end of the world 
stuff. This is a fight for absolute survival. It's a hopeless case. This Operation Enduring Victory was the operation that was going to buy the time. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this as we progress through the Grave Horde. Obviously, the more we progress, the more stuff comes to light. Yeah. So you guys are you, you know what's coming here, but this was really the, the the messages that we're getting as we progress were this is desperate, desperate stuff with a swarm of machines who are learning from every single combat encounter that they have with the humans. Yeah. And it's getting harder and harder yeah. to fight against them. Um. There's some puzzles here. Can you really call them puzzles? Maybe. There's bunker doors that we need to open and we need to line up some wheels to unlock them. Puzzles, maybe. Maybe-ish. Ish. Puzzle-ish. Every it game's breaks. a puzzle game, though, Chris. <laughs> Every game is a puzzle game, mate. Was... And this, no more, this absolutely is a puzzle game. <laughs> so when we talk about the birds flying in a direction and... Is this... Yeah. Yeah. I had to listen to that multiple times just because, like, there was a there was something disconnect between listening to it <laughs> and then actually being able to and then to action it for whatever reason. And I would start listening North, to it. North, east, south. So, but this was the whole problem. Is that I thought I I set them to that and it didn't seem to work. I don't know why. And you obviously set them wrong, mate. Yeah, so I, I don't know my north, east, south, and west. That's the problem. So it's, uh, <laughs> that's a bit worrying for a pilot. As a pilot, that <laughs> yeah, worries me. Well, well, this is the whole thing. So I, I'm fairly sure that I could, I could sit, that I was that was setting them to the right place, but it, nothing happened on the first attempt. So I, I went back in to listen to it because I thought because the, the thing that I thought was it started talking about spring, summer, autumn, winter, didn't it? I, but it also started yes. talking about north, yeah. south, east. So was it literally the case? That it just had to be set. Was it just basically three, six, nine, twelve? That it had to be set I think at. So from what I, from what I can remember, yeah, yeah I, think I, mean, it was. I didn't. I just did it first time. Yeah, yeah. So I I set but, it to that, but then it didn't work. But then I thought I listened to it again, and then it, obviously, I think it, the way it talks about it, I think it it gives it in the order of something like summer, autumn, winter, spring, or something like that. And yeah. I thought, oh, does that mean that you need to? And so I I started thinking of. The four seasons as being three, six, nine, and twelve. So I was thinking maybe you have to kind of like move it. Everything's moved forward one quarter. Or whatever. I basically started to massively overthink it, which is probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing you can do in a game like this. And then eventually, I came back around to trying the obvious solution, and for whatever reason, it worked that time. I don't it know worked. why. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, maybe it just didn't register first time. I yeah. definitely put them because they get you get less and less info if I remember, don't yeah. you? And I definitely put a couple in the wrong, like backwards. Yeah. And then I had to had to swap them around. I definitely remember yeah. doing that. Yeah. The only thing I didn't know is where the first one was. So obviously, the natural incl- inclination is to go from left to right. Mm. Um, but I think the clues on the right. So I was thinking, oh, maybe it's the other way. But yeah. Didn't. Yeah, I think that's where I got ended up doing a couple backwards. Yeah. Yeah. We get through this door, and did you guys pick up the power cell? Yes. Of course, you did. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, does it? It's right in front of you. Really I can't miss this then, one. Yeah, I must have done. Yeah, although I did yeah, panic for a second because my inventory was full, so I had to sell it. I had to, <gasps> I had to furiously change some things to shards just to make, just to be absolutely sure that I had a hold of it. I was like, right, I've definitely got it. That's yeah. fine. You want to get that um, that armor because I think it might uh, it'll make a big difference when you get up to the frozen wilds. I think. Yeah, yeah. Does um, the sound of people working here mm. busy doing something, Aloy? Aloy says it's Eclipse. I have no idea how she knows. 
but we can hear people uh, hammering away. There's clearly something going on. Um, we get into the next area. It's reasonably straightforward encounter here. There's a few cultists and a corrupted scrapper. Again, going back to what we were saying earlier, by this point, you know, corrupted scrapper is nothing really for what we've been doing in our, on our frolics around the world. Um, there's a room here. This is where it gets a bit interesting with some of the messages that we hear. The, it's it's obvious that what the government were doing was controlling the messages that were coming out from the soldiers. So we hear some edited audio clips and edited to make it sound a lot more positive than they were. Yeah. Also, some of the messages, if you, if you read them, it says like message permitted mm. or message denied. If there was a message coming in that would have been uh, reduced the morale of the soldiers, they weren't letting the soldiers hear them or they yeah. edited them. There's a lot of yeah, so there was a lot of manipulation going of obviously lots and lots of propaganda yeah. coming out here. Even in a real end of time scenario, they were trying to control the information flow that yeah. went out. I, I just find it with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I just find this section particularly poignant to be honest. Yeah, it, yeah completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I was just reading it, I thought, oh, it's just yeah, it's all just feels a bit too close to home. It was good. I know in what that you mean. Respect, you know, it was very powerful. Yeah, and there's a lot. Obviously, there's a. We we're not going to go into geopolitics. This is a break from all that stuff, people. But there is a lot of in any war. There's they who control the airwaves and control the information flow, etc. And there is a lot of manipulation going on. Yeah, in in, in game here. Yeah, and it's like this kind of this overarching like the the game itself. It almost has this kind of Cold War mutually assured destruction type feel to it as kind of like a, a, a you know sort of a, a, an overarching theme throughout the game so yeah it, it has been yeah it's been good to play in that respect yeah there's a console uh which shows a holographic representation of the earth which i think again it's one of those things you've got to imagine what it would be like to have never seen any representation of the earth because Aloy says wow that's that's us uh, again, she makes these leaps of knowledge, which you know maybe she's not really equipped to as a young lady. But she she says, "Well, I she, there's obviously the consensus is that the Earth is flat. No one realised, but she realised it was it was a I think she calls it a globe, or she realised mm. it was a globe because she'd noticed the curvature of shadows." She's a sharp cookie. Yeah, because I think it's a silence <laughs> that comes on the folks basically she gets accused of being a flat earther doesn't she and uh, yeah, she, she, she basically just yeah. shoots her right out and says well no that's not the case and comes out with like a perfectly logical reason why that's not the case I, th- I thought it was absolutely brilliant yeah. yeah she does we then get to a boss fight which is another a kopesh a, a deathbringer in in parlance and it was called a kopesh when pharaoh automated systems created these things it's commonly known these days, or in the in game these days, as a Deathbringer. So this is similar or the same machine as we fought outside of Maker's End, or if you're me, didn't fight and just destroyed. Oh uh, yeah. Because of because of the bugs. So this is the first time I'd really battled a Deathbringer, and this one can move. Yeah. So in theory, it is it is more challenging. Uh it's quite a cool fight, actually. I thought you got to go from... There's lots of things that you can hide behind. Mm. Uh, and you can do some proper damage to this thing if you 
hit its weak points. There's a few humans sort of knocking around as well, isn't That's there, right. that you've got to take care of. Off. Did yeah. you... I, I, the part I particularly liked about it as well was the actual the build-up to the encounter as well, because that's uh, Horus that is in that chamber, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's it, because it drops out of the yeah, Horus, doesn't which it? we were yeah. saying, this basically, we were saying in the last episode that alluded to the fact that it could basically yeah. make these on the fly. And yeah, so it's it almost makes as, this. Yeah, and so it's, it's quite cool. It's almost like there's been this embryo left inside it. And yeah. then these guys, by their tinkering of basically, you know, it's been lying yeah. there dormant all this time and it then yeah. suddenly... So they're trying to re-energise it, aren't they? Yeah. That's, but, yeah, that's right. It kind of gives you that, an indication of, you know, what it must have been like, again, when you've been listening to all these audio clips yeah. of trying to fight something it's like this. Terrific. And it's just dropping things like that, you know, firstly, you'd see something like the Horus, but then it's just dropping these things out endlessly as well that basically has learnt from all your tactics and stuff. It's, it's, it's really mm. terrifying stuff. Yeah, absolutely horrific, yeah. And these guys, they're, they're trying to re-energize the Horus, aren't they? That's yeah. what they're trying to do. Yeah, they're trying to bring back the uh, the Metal Devil. Yeah, but uh, whether whether intentionally or not, they succeed in in yeah making it give birth to one of these uh, one of these Deathbringers. I take it you guys didn't have any trouble here with this. This felt like no reasonably really. same sort of tactics as before. Really, I'd, shooting those le- like exposed legs, dropping it, and then taking out that exposed bit when it when it drops down. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I died very quickly on the first couple of attempts until I worked out what was happening because I was trying to shoot, just attack it from up on that platform. But I think if it hits you, if you oh, stay up okay, on that platform yeah. and it hits you, there's enough of a distance that you die from the drop, basically. Mm. And so it, it did that to me a couple of occasions. But this, uh, yeah, I'd, I have, yeah, until I realised what was going on, I died a couple of times up there yeah, as well. But it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we take it down. It's a cool fight. And when, good. When yeah, it goes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, and it goes. It does go boom when you shoot its weak parts, which is always nice. It's quite yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Thank you, Doctor Sobek. You can take a seat. What? You're going to thank her after what she just said? Doctor Sobek has made the situation very clear, General, and given us an option. We should all be thanking her. No, it's just. I mean, my God! Maybe take this discussion offline. There's not going to be any discussion. You saw the numbers. Now, Pharaoh, he'll foot the bill, but his money can't buy the time necessary to complete Zero Dawn. That... That can only be paid for in blood. Oh, come on! If we upgrade our fleet, crack the code somehow... Were you not listening? Robots can't do the fighting for you this time. When it comes to hacking, this rogue swarm is an apex predator. Anything automated you throw at it, they will hijack and take over. But this... We'd be throwing civilians into a meat grinder. Commanders, the enemy we're facing self-replicates faster than we can kill it. And it eats biomass as fuel. Zero Dawn is all we've got. So we put a railgun in the hand of every civilian strong enough to carry one, show them where the trigger is, and point them to the front? How the hell do we sell that? By giving them something to fight for. Zero Dawn. The top secret super weapons program that will save us. So long as humanity holds off the swarm long enough for Dr. Sobek and her team to finish it. The file I'm sending contains the war plan for Operation Enduring Victory. War plan? 
This is a war crime. It may be ugly, but it's something. Consider the alternative. Dr. Sobek, I've secured use of a decommissioned orbital launch base outside Bryce, Utah as the Zero Dawn staging area. Plenty of space there. When can you get started? I've already mailed you a list of Alpha and Beta candidates. Most are foreign nationals or subjects of corporate holdings, so extracting them... Leave that to me. You'll get your dream team. Count on it. Then I'll be off. We then get some data points about the extinction timeline. So this is interesting. So this is this this is where the government were actually looking into how long it would take because remember these these machines they refueled themselves by consuming biomass. Mm. So they were basically just consuming everything on the planet to refuel themselves. And what the government would at the time were doing is they were looking at how long it would take for all life to become extinct. One of the data points tells us that the, the prediction was that all life will be, on Earth will become extinct within three years. I mean, imagine, I mean, this is all very far-fetched science fiction stuff. You would like to think, although given of the events of the last two years or so, yeah. who knows what's Let's not possible. rule anything out of this stage. <laughs> Let's not rule anything. I'm not going to attempt fate anymore. <laughs> um so it was it was literally desperate. I mean, there were three years before everything was to become extinct. But actually, one of the biggest Im- immediate dangers was before we got there, the, the the rate of consumption of the biomass was meant that there was going to be some form of atmospheric collapse so that civilians would only be able to survive if they were in sealed indoor areas. Mm. Going back to the bunker in, uh, heart, in, the, in the heart of the mountain, and that sealed door. I mean, what are we going to find if and when we can get that door open? Yeah, I hope we do. What What are we going to find in there? I mean, I've got this image of this society kind of there. It's been there for a thousand years. Yeah, just living off those like little mushrooms that you get in the um, yeah, in the cauldrons. God knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a what? load of mushroom people. <laughs> what could we find? Uh, it's it's fascinating this stuff I and mean, this is really good stuff I mean, what you were saying earlier Jim is spot on I, I'm totally invested in this in this part of the story yeah. really am I find it really intriguing pretty horrifying um, we also see an audio clip here from uh, Sobek and, and a, a general a senior general in the military called General Herries what seems to be the eve of Project Zero Dawn Mm. And Harry's is feeling really guilty. This is again, you know, it's really good stuff because he's, you know, he's not worrying about anything that could happen. This is really what we what we're getting to know here is that whatever Project Zero Dawn is, these guys are going to die. So it's going to kill. It's going to kill them. Um, we again, we don't know. It's going to destroy the machines. Harry's is is reflecting back on what's happened on the eve of his death. And he's saying that he has presided over the greatest mass slaughter, uh, mass slaughter of military personnel and civilians in history. I think he quotes Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great. He said, "None of those people have anything on me. Yeah. I have presided over I, the greatest." That's mass it. Slaughter. If you it was, add up was, all their their deaths, yes, yeah, it was then, quite cool yeah, as well. Yeah. So he obviously added in some future dictator as well, which obviously. Oh, I didn't notice that. Did yeah, you? so there was Genghis Khan, there was Hitler, and I think they say Stalin as well. But then he, he gave. I think he said Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great. Yep, yeah, and he said somebody. I, I he said somebody else that was more sort of 
contemporary. And then he said, and there was another name that was in there that suggests, you know, that, that there was a dictator basically between now and these events as well. I just thought it was quite a good little yeah. touch. Either that or my history is way yeah. off, but it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't a name that I recognised. If it is, that's pretty cool that they've they've thought about it like that. Yeah, but uh, you're right, Jimmy. And he, and he says like, if you add them all up, it's nothing. So what they've basically done here is they've thrown lambs to the slaughter, literally. Well, not literally because they're not lambs, but they've thrown lambs to the slaughter to delay the advance of the swarm, just so give, they can finish. Yeah, to give them the chance to finish Project Zero Dawn, uh, and to be fair, and and calling it enduring victory is a complete misnomer because the victory would mean that pretty much everyone is going to die or the vast majority yeah. of life on Earth will die. Uh, so, so do we think that's what it is? They're basically just killing everything so that the, well, these machines run out of fuel? Well, there's talk of an orbital launch base, isn't there, for Zero Dawn? Now, Aloy hasn't got a clue what an orbital base means. She This concept of things being in orbit is completely foreign to her we know what it could be some kind of attack from space something into the into orbit attacking from space it must be mustn't it yeah you would think maybe mm. something's firing firing nuclear weapon satellites firing nuclear weapons back down on or something back down onto earth or something but they or... talked about nuclear weapons in there's an there's another audio clip which mentions that or that nuclear weapons were used to slow down the spread of the swarm so they'd already used nukes on the on the machines. Or this has to be something more, something to block out the sun. It's something like we've never where, seen or yeah. we can't comprehend. Yeah. So something I assume. So, the, so what do you interpret it to be? So the intention is to effectively remove biomass from the mm. from the. That's my thinking. To to prevent access and just remove of, their fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And then they basically just run run flat. So you basically get a, a tiny proportion of the human race into these bunkers so that part of the human race will survive. The rest is basically everything above surface is uh, the, the attempt to wipe out everything. I always press the reset button where everything above surface gets yeah. wiped out. But yeah. the only reason that kind of like, I'm trying to think beyond that because obviously it is a very heavily populated in terms of the vegetation. Every, you know, the, the, there's nothing that suggests yeah. any sort of nuclear fallout or anything. Um, yeah, but we're talking a thousand years on though, aren't we? Yeah, but I don't know what would like, in terms of like the half-lives and all, you know, in terms of like what would actually, how much yeah. would, you know, if, if, if it was an event of that scale, how much would be back after a thousand years and obviously in terms of like... I don't know. No, this is it. I don't know either. So I'm kind of... I can't wait to see where this goes because I I think but it's going to... what about the machines though? Because yeah. there are machines here that aren't, aren't these... Because they only had these... The, the machines that we've learned, the, the Horus, the... The, um, the, the Horus, the, the, the Kopesh, and there's another one, isn't there, which they talk about. What Were there some kind of defensive machines employed against them? Yeah, where where did the watchers, where did the scrappers, where did the thunderjaws come from? Was they weren't did it, created by Pharaoh? Did they not see at some point that these machines started making them themselves? Is that what they were saying? That I don't think they said they started making new machines. Did they? They started reproducing 
other the, the, themselves. Yeah, I would need to. I would need to. Go. Hopefully, I might cover that. Hopefully, we might get almost like a recap when all the when the big revelations yeah. made, and it might kind of be a penny dropping moment because I I don't remember off the top of my head. But um, well, have a listen to our previous episode today. We didn't mention it. If, okay. if that's what they, if that's what that's what it was, it did say in the in uh, Maker's End. Yeah. Or do you think it was the case well, that there was a plan that was put in place that ultimately didn't follow through, or only was partially successful or something? I wonder if it's a combination of all of that. You know, the kind of cleansing of the biomass on the surface of the Earth, coupled with the putting on the Earth of of other machines to kill off what had already been put on there by Faro. Yeah, mm. I don't know, but the must there is. One of the big questions in my mind is where do where have the machines come from? Where have the current machines that are wandering around everywhere? You know, who created the if the cauldrons are created the machines? Who's created the cauldrons and why? So I was assuming up until this point that the machines themselves created the cauldrons. Is it the so who created the machines that created the cauldrons? That's creating the machines. So I thought it was a case that so the <laughs> chicken and egg <laughs> these like yeah. so the um what like the Faro is a company isn't it Faro yeah. or yeah. So, yeah yeah so they they created the machines initially they went rogue and basically at the some peacekeepers point, yeah yeah these so some of them have gone rogue at some point and basically they lost control of them and then they've effectively almost sort of almost scattered to the wild and almost become like wild animals and have kind of almost gone down sort of as they start to at the point at which they were doing so um basically it was almost an evolution of them where they basically like i say burrowed off into mountainsides and started to evolve or basically realized that they had to kind of create they had to find some way of being able to reproduce themselves and um you know they've got some very sophisticated ai and burrowed off down into the mountainsides or whatever and created these cauldrons as a means to... Because they're, they're obviously not government factories, obviously, these cauldrons. It, it's very, they, they look to be... Compu- Certainly not that we'd recognise. They, you know? they, they, they seem to be purely... Like there was never any human involvement or interaction in any of the in any of those sites. So to me, there's no, no. that is something that they were very much of the machine's own making as a, as a means of kind of yeah. accelerating their development under... Evolution, which, which to my mind was maybe possibly where these new machines came from as well, where they thought actually these if if we if we made something like this, it'd be much more effective at taking mm. people out or whatever. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot. So many come. questions. Oh, huge amount. When you sit and think about it, there really is. I'm just sort of I'm just sitting there basically bashing to bits anything that I come across in the actual game, and it's like when you sit here and actually discuss it, you think that yeah, there's 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 a whole it's, other you know it's quite deep. It's quite deep stuff. Yeah. You know, it is it is quite quite deep stuff. And this these key missions are, you know, I found myself really looking forward to going down into Greyford. And really, you know, I was expecting something quite revelatory. Yeah, same. But actually and and came away from it feeling tantalized but disappointed that we didn't know more. But actually now speaking about it with you guys. I'm actually quite glad that the mystery is lasting longer because we. The great thing is, neither none of us, none of the four of us, know where this goes. No, 
and we're, we're kind of discovering it, even though this game is over five years old now, we're discovering it together, and that's really cool Yeah, yeah. that we're going to get to do that. Um, so the mission ends with silence. He's back. He's he's loving this because Aloy's finding out all this stuff that he was unable to. Uh, he knows that the orbital launch base is, you know, let's not question too much about how he knows, but the orbital launch base is beneath the Citadel at Sunfall, the place where we've been warned from going. Any time you go near Sunfall, silence is like, oh, you don't want to go there. So this yeah, is the yeah. Shadow Kaja Palace, isn't it? Ah, yeah, so that, that, that's the place that's at the very west of the map. Yeah, the very middle, west. So middle yeah, west. Not far from Maker's End. Yes. Ah, okay, that's fine. That must have been where I was getting to, and he piped up on my focus and said something yeah. about they'll basically if you, if you try and approach like that, they'll see you coming or something. So I just turned around and ran away. I wonder what would happen if we had have gone there before. I don't know, because he's like, you don't want to go there. Is like that because I get the impression you'll break the plot if you go. If you go there, you'll spoil this whole plot. Yeah, Please I kind of wish go. I'd created a save now. I just know I'm save. gone. Yeah, I know it's too late now. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So he said, "But look, if you go in there, it, you know they're all they've got all network focuses. You know, uh, you know, just you know there'll be someone who's done it, and they'll they'll have to like." played the game with their feet yeah, sure. showing it as well <laughs> yeah I wonder I might YouTube it and see if anybody has gone into something in, on hard mode it's actually Aloy who suggests look well we need to disable these focuses if we're going to do this Ted who suggests crashing the network Silence says oh that's a good idea and then he says look I know where there's a weak point so he he gives us the location of somewhere where we can go to attack the Shadow Kaja's focus network. And that is the next mission that leads to Curse the Darkness, which mm. is our next our next story mission, where we won't find answers, but hopefully we'll set up the mission that will give us answers. And we're straight we're straight lined now to the end of the game, guys, because this is you know, most of us have did a lot of the side stuff we've done. There might be bits and pieces to do. Jim, you need to do those hunting grounds. I've got to you? do some hunting grounds, yeah, absolutely. Get, get, get yeah. hunting. But really now, as far as we're concerned, it is in our next episode, episode 33, it will be right to the end of the main game and the main story. Yeah. There'll be no messing around with Erin and Ursa. We'll be, we'll be covering all of the juicy details in our next episode. And it's quite good that I think hopefully we'll get a a good run at getting a kind of a coherent story to wrap it up as well, where we're we're not going to get sidetracked by either side quests or, you know, this alternative main quest or whatever from this point onwards. I think, what, it's another three or four missions? I think there's, yeah, maybe. I don't know how long they all are, but yeah, maybe three, four, maybe even five. Okay, yeah. Mm. Um, But I, I don't think they're all... The size of Greyford. I don't. I mean, who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, I think I that's think the way I'm going to try and tackle it. I'll, yeah. I'll take out the hunt, do some hunting missions, and then just have a run, a clear run yeah, at the main focus. story. Yeah. yeah, I think. I'd, yeah, I'd like. To so do that there are well. seven, seven main missions still to go. Yeah. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. So we got to cast the darkness. How many side quests have you done up until this point? Do you know, all of them. You've done so. There's 22, isn't there? I've done all of them apart from the um, the Hunter's Lodge. 
Do you know? Ha, ha, do you know how many that is in total? Because apparently there's twenty two altogether. Well, the other no, I don't know. I mean, the only other one that I've not completed, obviously, is the ancient armory one, where you need the power cells. Is that a side quest or an errand, though? That's a side quest. That's a side quest. Oh, that. I think I've done all of the errands and all of the side quests, other than the ones I've still still got active. Yeah, I think I've still got. The, I, I think I must have missed a few side quests along the way because I've done fifteen so far. So there must be a few more for me to find. Oh, I'll check. I'll check how many. Yeah, but I feel like I've done them all. I've certainly got no more available to me to find. So there we go, guys. It's a long one again, but it always was going to be, I suppose, as we said at the start, a nice short one. <laughs> um, but there's there's so much to cover in this game, and there still feels. Oh, like I could there's so talk much about it for another three hours yeah. quite happily, to be honest. Yeah, there's too to much to uncover. Yeah. Um, but that's us for episode thirty-two. You know what to do if you want to support us. We've had a lovely uh, iTunes review since the net since the last episode. Um, so please keep those coming. If you haven't left us a review on your podcast platform of choice, please do so. Um, that we'd be very grateful. We love you for listening, but our review would be absolutely stellar. Also, come and join in the chat on Discord, which which uh, remains very Horizon Zero Dawn heavy. So come and join us. Link is on our website, or just hit one of us up on Twitter. Uh, you've got at Wise Mids over there at Porco Macrosso. And I'm at Retro Clarence. Just drop any of us a message if you want the link to Discord and we'll happily throw it over to you. Um, check out our back catalogue on www.playthroughpod.com where you'll also find our pilot episodes, which now feel like they were a long time ago on Dead Space. Yeah. Uh, that, was a also, three, that was a three-man as well, wasn't it? That was a three-man, yeah. That that's was. how we started. Yeah. We picked up a straggler along the way. Didn't yeah. we, Mads? <laughs> <laughs> and then... We're on Facebook, aren't we, Jim? Which you we basically are. you yeah. basically deal with, for which we're grateful. That's us. Episode 32 in the can. Join us, episode 33, when we will take you through to the end of the game. Until next time, chaps, good night and farewell. Bye-bye. Cheers for now. Bye-bye.